The tragedy is that modern psychiatric medicine and pharmaceuticals have, you know, hundreds of millions of people on medication that is actually damaging to them. Yes. And what they need is a good diet and a good nutrition supplementation program and probably somebody to talk to uh, and and they will get well. Yes. Because that's what's wrong with them. It's not a deficiency of Prozac that's what's wrong with them. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to Living 4D with Paul Check. Today's guest is Dr. David Minkoff, who is the founder of LifeWorks Wellness Center and the Body Health Nutritional Company, as well as having completed 43 Ironman triathlons. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Living 4D with Paul Check. Today, I'm very excited to share the depth and wisdom of a truly holistic medical doctor, Dr. Minkoff, the creator of Metal Free, the best heavy metal detox product I've ever used, and the creator of many healthy alternatives to feed athletes and anyone wanting a more healthy and vital relationship with their body and the energy to live life more fully. Dr. Minkoff is the author of the book titled The Search for the Perfect Protein, The Key to Solving Weight Loss, Depression, Fatigue, Insomnia, and Osteoporosis. Dr. Minkoff is a lifetime athlete and in his 70s is still going strong as a triathlete to this very day. I wanted to share his deep wisdom with you all on Living 4D with Paul Check because he is a very wise, deep man. In this honest, deep, and sure to be an awakening podcast for many of you, Dr. Minkoff and I dialogue on his background and experiences of the medical profession for better and worse, how and why he created Metal Free, the absolute importance of a healthy diet and lifestyle in today's global environment, the many ways toxicity disrupts our physical systems and mental-emotional stability. The danger and prevalence of pesticides and Roundup in our food supply and the long-term costs of that, including how Roundup, which is also technically called glyphosate, is a key to what we now call metabolic syndrome and many other problems. The importance of enzymes in our diet and supplementing with high-quality digestive enzymes to support our body and physiology. The creation of Dr. Minkoff's Perfect Amino Blend and a lot of good information on proteins in general. And last but not least, I asked Dr. Minkoff what he feels is really going on with the whole pandemic situation that we're in. His response may be shocking to you. I really love the podcast. Dr. Minkoff is a living example to us all. In his 70s, he is strong, vital, mentally sharp, and it's a blessing to be able to learn from men with extensive clinical experience that has helped countless thousands of people heal from many life-threatening illnesses and injuries. Enjoy, Dr. Minkoff. Hi, everybody. I've been testing the cold plunge tub and I am absolutely over the top impressed and I know a lot of you don't like the concept of getting cold but it's damn good for you but guess what the cold plunge with the flip of a switch turns into a hot tub and it is beautiful and works great and not only are there a lot of benefits to cold which you'll hear me talking about all over the place but hot is nice too because it gets you a good sweat helps you detox which decreases body burden helps your body get rid of fat because once you get the toxins out of the fat your body will start metabolizing the fat and what a badass combination a cold plunge tub that with the flip of a switch turns into a hot tub and there's many other features here i got co-founder and creator of the cold plunge 
Plunge, Mike Garrett, right here to tell us about the special features of the Cold Plunge Tub. Yeah, so some of the big features are our water filtration. So it's constantly filtering and cleaning your water with UV, ozone, and a 5 micron carbon filter. So you never really have to change the water. It just stays clean, which is epic. It comes in a freestanding acrylic tub. So it's one of those big, beautiful white acrylic tubs that's going to last forever. Uh, you touched on it. It can turn into a hot tub with that option. The price of the cold plunge is $39.90, and you can get 0% financing, which is pretty cool, for six months, or you can pay $130. A month for three years. To get your cold plunge tub and to check it out, go to thecoldplunge.com slash pages slash check and use promo code check150 to get 150 bucks off your order. Best cold plunge slash hot plunge tub you'll ever get. Did you know that symbiotica means harmony? And you're really likely to enjoy my podcast with Sherveen Jaffariah, the founder of Symbiotica. Symbiotic is an amazing company that makes excellent products to aid healing, enhance longevity, and improve performance at all levels of your being, from your spiritual practices to your athletic endeavors. I highly recommend you go to Symbiotica.com and check out their top-notch organically sourced products that include excellent tasting supplements like their Synergy Vitamin B12, which elevates energy naturally, to their Shilajay Minerals, which help you better regulate your hormonal system. Their biocharge activated coconut charcoal is an excellent detox support and removes toxins and poisons from the body quickly and non-invasively. Their organic longevity formula is one of my friends and students' favorites. They rave about it. I really enjoy their Regenesis liposomal glutathione for its amazing antioxidant powers, which is really helpful for anyone that enjoys vaporizing tobacco and herbs like I do. They also have great immune support products, water filtration options for drinking and showering, and some cool clothing and more. When you go to C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com and use your Living 4D discount code, which is capital C, capital H, capital E, capital K, 15 on checkout, you get 15% off anything they sell and you won't be disappointed. Enjoy Symbiotica. I'm sure most of you are aware, even though you may not like the taste of organs, that organ meats are extremely important and good for you. And I've got great news for you. Paleo Valley makes an amazing grass-fed organ complex that's unique and better than anything I've ever found out there. So much better. I wanted you to hear right from Autumn Smith, its creator, exactly what you're going to get from their grass-fed organ complex. Autumn, get us informed on why we should be using your amazing organ complex. Okay. Well, like you said, organ meats are nature's multivitamins. And when we use them, we feel this energy and this stamina. And most people don't like the flavor. So what we did was we took grass-fed and finished organs like liver and heart and kidney, and we just put them into capsules so that you can get all the benefits, the beautiful benefits of organ meats without actually having to taste them, without liver burps, of course. And they're just freeze-dried. So again, they're not processed heavily in any way whatsoever, and they are sourced from American farmers using regenerative agricultural practices. And all you have to do to try it out is go to our website at paleovalley.com. That's P-A-L-E-O-V-A-L-L-E-Y.com. And you can use the code CHECK15, and that's lowercase c-h-e-k-15. And I sincerely hope you love it. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Living 4D with Paul Check. Today, I have a very exciting and interesting guest with a lot of knowledge in all things health and a long athletic career. Dr. Minkoff, welcome to Living 4D. Thank you, Paul. I'm very excited to speak with you. Thank you. You know, uh, 
you have written a fairly recent book, The Search for the Perfect Protein, The Key to Solving Weight Loss, Depression, Fatigue, Insomnia, and Osteoporosis, which is available on Amazon. And uh, you're also the creator of Metal Free, and that's something I'm uh, looking forward to talking to you about in our interview because I've had a lot of fantastic results with that product. Um, while it's on my mind, it used to be at metalfree.com, but it's not there anymore. Where do people find it? Go to bodyhealth.com forward slash metalfree, and you can find all the information on it. Okay, great. Yeah, because I was trying to track it down for a, uh, two people in the last 48 hours. And uh, I, so I told them to search your name on the internet and that they would find your website and it would probably be there. Uh, okay. Yeah. Bodyhealth.com is the best place to get it. Perfect. Um, I'd love it if you could give us a little biographical overview of what led you to medicine, your athletic career, and what you uh, ultimately led you to creating your organization, Body Health. Sure. I decided at six years old I was going to be a doctor. I had two That's an early start. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I remember the moment sitting in the kitchen and my, I had two uncles, my mother's two brothers. Uh, one was already a doctor when I was six years old and the other one was in med school. And I don't know exactly why uh, I decided it, but that's, I knew for sure. And so yeah. I, dabbled in high school as to whether I should be a chemist or a lawyer. But once I got to college, I decided I wanted to go into medicine. I, I was a, actually a Hebrew language ma major in college. And I was the first one ever accepted to medical school with a language major. I'd had That's just, cool. just enough credits to get, uh, to get into medical school. Uh, it was tough going the first two years because everyone else was either a biochemist or a zoologist or something. And I, I'd had the sort of the minimum of what you could take to get in. But, um, I, I ended up near the top of my class and graduated with highest honors and, um, and then did, uh, didn't know really after med school what I wanted to do. So I did what was called back then a rotating internship and you were supposed to do three months of pediatrics and three months of internal medicine, three months of surgery, three months of something else. And my first rotation was pediatrics. Um, I grew up in Wisconsin and I, I was at University of Wisconsin College and Med School, but I went to UC San Diego to be, um, to go to, to do my residency. And the first three months I was doing pediatrics and the head of the department one day said to me, you know, you'd be a good pediatrician. Why don't you switch? And I did, and I got rid of the other rotations, and I did uh, three years of a pediatric residency. I was chosen to be the the head of the training program after that and be the chief resident. And then I didn't know what I wanted to do either, and someone said, well, you should do infectious disease because that's very general and applies to a lot of different fields. And so I did a two-year fellowship uh, at UC San Diego in infectious disease. It actually was one of the best departments in the country for infectious disease. Um, and I did part-time research in uh, finding new antiviral drugs. And uh, I did clinical rotations, you know, through all the different hospitals, seeing sick children. And the program was also an adult program, so we saw sick adults too. 
and when I finished, I went into pediatric practice in an office practice, but also a hospital infectious disease practice. It was the beginning of the AIDS epidemic. There were all kinds of guys in hospitals with weird, just weird illnesses. This is the early 80s. And um, so it was very interesting academically. And um, I did that for 10 years. Um, the I then actually switched careers and went into emergency medicine. Uh, I liked action and I had been running a, a co-director of a neonatal intensive care unit and I liked acute care. So uh, we moved to Florida. I became an emergency room doctor. And in the middle 90s, my wife got very interested in natural medicine. She's a nurse. She had been a microbiologist. And um, she started going to lectures all around the place to and hear these good guys. And she would say to me, hey, you ought to go hear these guys. They're, they're really smart. And I had started in 1980. When I moved to San Diego, I had started um, my in my first year of medical school, my dad had a near fatal heart attack. And yeah, it kind of scared wow. me. So I started running. And then in, in 1974, when we moved to San Diego, there was a running boom. Frank Shorter had just won or he was either won or silver medal in the Olympic marathon. And there was a running boom out there. And I, um, uh, I started running marathons. I ran five marathons. And in 82, I saw the Ironman triathlon on TV. And it was the one where the local San Diego gal, Julie Moss, was trying to crawl across the finish line. And it inspired me to go do Ironman. So I, six months later, I went to Hawaii and I did my first Ironman triathlon. I've since done 43 of them. I have an, another one coming up this year. So, um, anyway, going back to my wife, she was, she was started to talk about things, health and performance and nutrition. And I don't know if you've ever run across the guy. His name's Jeffrey Bland. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I studied his work for years. Yeah. So anyway, he worked with Linus Pauling. He was a nutritional biochemist, probably one of the smartest brains I ever ran into. And, um, like photographic memory could read 2000 words per minute, just incredible, incredible guy. And I went to one of his conferences and he just like spread open my mind about what is health and how do you handle people and how do you help people? And at the time my wife was having a challenge, she'd had the mercury removed from her teeth improperly and she'd gotten mercury toxic, which at the time I didn't know what, what her problem was. But um, I was taking her to doctors because she, she got thyroiditis and she got liver function elevation. And then one day she got weakness in her arm and the doctors were coming up with weird solutions. And I was at a big city hospital in the emergency department. I knew all the good doctors and I was sending her to the specialists who were supposed to fix her, you know, endocrinologist for her thyroid and a hepatologist for her liver and a neurologist. And it, the answer was steroids and interferon and just bad drugs. And I knew yeah. that wasn't good, but I didn't know what to do. And it just turned out kind of by accident that my wife owns a, she owns a home health care nursing business. And next door to her office, a guy moved in and on the marquee, it said uh, natural dentistry. And one day I went to pick her up from work and he was walking out to his car and I stopped him. And I said, uh, just introduced myself and I, we got to talking and I said, well, what's, what's natural dentistry? 
And he said, well, we're kind of an odd breed. He said, we believe that the mouth is actually part of the body, not some independent thing. And most dentists don't feel that way. They, they will put substances in the mouth and do procedures in the mouth that no one else in any other medical discipline would do. Like mercury is very toxic. Yes. You know, people have no idea how toxic it is. If you took one filling, which is about 500 milligrams, okay, and that filling is made up of about 50% mercury. Um, now, mercury at room temperature is liquid, but it boils at 110 degrees. So if you eat or drink something like a, cu like a hot tub cup of tea, it's probably 160 to 180. Yeah. You're going to boil the mercury out of those fillings and it's going to aerosolize and it's going to go into your palate and you're going to swallow it and it can go into your brain and it can go into your kidneys and it can go into your liver and it's poisonous. And what people don't appreciate is that if you took that 500 milligrams of mercury, one filling, ground it up real fine, put it in a 10 acre lake where there were fish, the EPA would put a fish advisory on that lake not to eat the fish because they'd be too toxic with mercury. So this is yes. one filling 10 acre lake. Can you imagine? Um, my wife had 14 mercury fillings. Yeah, that's I have, serious stuff. It's, it's serious stuff. And you drill them all out with a high speed drill with no protection and you get a mercury bird. Uh, I have since bought a, the, the EPA. Mercury is a hazardous waste. So if someone drops a thermometer in a medical office, they'll close the building down until they come there and guys with hazmat suits will come in and they will clean the whole place. And then they have a mercury vapor meter and the vapor meter can measure the concentration of mercury in the air. And they have to get it below 10 micrograms per, per deciliter. I think of, of air. I, I forgot the exact units, but it's below 10. I bought one of these things to just play around with it. Like if you stuck the mercury vapor meter in a person's mouth who had a bunch of fillings, would you be able to measure mercury vapor? And you can measure it. And I've measured up to 300. Now, if wow. it's above 10, you can't go in the building. But right. People every day are living with this stuff in their mouth. So I, he said, you know, you shouldn't put mercury in teeth. It's wrong material. And then he started talking about root canals. And he said, you know, there's no discipline in medicine where you would leave an organ in if the organ was dead and infected. Like if you get a gangrene toe, the toe's got to come off. There is yes. no way to heal it. If someone yeah. has a bad bellyache and the surgeon goes in and he sees that there's an area of bowel that has blocked, the blood supply is blocked, so you have dead bowel. You have to remove it or the guy will die. Well, dentists routinely do root canal procedures where they have a dead infected tooth. They take the nerves and the arteries and the vein out of the tooth, but they leave it in. So it's a dead infected organ and it poisons people. So he said, we don't do that. So I said, oh, interesting. And then I told him the story about my wife and she got her fillings drilled out and now she's got these problems. And he said to me, oh, she's mercury toxic, but no one's going to help you. Because there's nobody in this town that knows anything about this except me. And I'm just a dentist. So he said, there's a guy in Seattle. He does courses for doctors. He's real smart. 
and he can train you what to do. And I did that. I went to Seattle and I spent a bunch of time with him and I learned how to do it. And I came home and I started detoxing the mercury from her body using the nutritional methods. And I, I invented metal free at that time. This was like 1997, which is the doctor in Seattle. Dietrich Klinghart. Oh yes. He's quite famous. Yes. I've read a, a variety of his works. I also read, uh, fair bit of Weston A. Price's research on root canals, and that was quite shocking. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all this was known in the 1920s, but yeah. it's been pretty much covered up. Um, anyway, I came home and I started I started doing this with her, and she got better. And our, friend, our friends were sort of watching this whole thing, like, like, and they started calling me, and they like, well, I've got rheumatoid arthritis, or I've got chronic migraine headaches, or I've got, you know, fatigue. Can you help me? And I was like, I don't know. I mean, I got one patient that I I did a good job on. Uh, And I was doing emergency room work, which is shift work. So it's, you know, it was seven in the morning till seven at night or seven at night till seven in the morning, usually three or four shifts a week. And I had some extra time. And I, in her nursing office, she had an extra room. So I said, well, just meet me there Tuesday afternoon. We'll just play around. And I have test kits and I learned how to muscle test from him. And I signed up with a bunch of different labs. And anyway, I started to just play with people and, and they got better. And the thing just mushroomed. I mean, it mushroomed. Within six months, we rented a 3,000 square foot place. And within about a year after that, it, it, we were full. And now we're in a facility where we have, you know, lots of space, 15,000 square feet. And we get, you know, we can, we've got 52 uh, employees. And so we have a big practice now. And it's people come from all over the world to, to see us because we we really specialize in chronic unsolved problems and you know it's fatigues and it's MS and it's cancer and it's you know autoimmune diseases and um, it's just a fabulous uh, fabulous job that I've got. Yeah, you know, a couple of things come to mind. Uh, one, you you said your wife is a nurse with a holistic orientation. I'm curious if you know of the work of a holistic nurse named Margaret Newman. Not, no, I don't. You would find her work fascinating. I'm going to leave myself a note. I'll send you a slideshow by her called health as expanding consciousness. It is really amazing stuff. Okay. I'm amazed how few people know about her. I wonder if your wife would know her. I doubt it because anything that she learns that, she likes, she tells me. <laughs> so yeah, I, I'm going to write her name down too. Yes, it's really, really impressive stuff. She was a holistic nurse for like 35 years. And having read as much as I could find on her, she spent her whole career trying to educate hospital systems as to why the, the approaches they were taking were actually making people worse not better and trying to implement holistic strategies but she actually has very profound teachings on what health is and how consciousness is involved in people's health problems and she cites the work of itzak bentov and and others she's very deep and very profound she's passed away i think several years ago but i actually have a couple of slideshows that summarize her work. And I, I will email you uh, 
the best one of them because I think there's double information in them. Yeah. But I think you and your wife would be mind blown with what this lady was teaching a long time ago. It was when I found this work, I was like, oh my God, this is a diamond that has been buried in the medical system. And if the medical system had even a couple of ounces of awareness, they would have capitalized on the depth of this woman's wisdom and experience. But uh, the other thing I was curious is how did you go about figuring out how to make your metal-free product? Because it's an enzyme-based product. And far as I know, it's the only one in the world of its type. So what led you down the track of of an enzymatic approach. Well, the the I started playing around with a, a biochemist who um, knew a lot about microfermentation, and we started using a broth culture that had beneficial organisms, both soil and marine organisms, and. We started adding various nutritional substances, vitamin C, glutathione, magnesium, calcium, um, lipoic acid, to these broth bacterial cultures and played around with some bioregulators. And these bacteria will manufacture proteins um, from the substances that you give them. And then we worked with what were they producing and what effects did they have? And we were able to get a molecular weight uh, molecules that had very interesting characteristics where they would bind metals that were bad ones. So heavy metals like mercury, arsenic, aluminum, things like that. And they would if you took them, you could take them sublingually. The particle size was very small. It's a nanoparticle size. But they would detox through the bowel rather than the kidney. And when I was learning about, I went to the American College for Advancement in Medicine. It's a group of doctors that educate people in chelation. And I did the chelation courses. And we started using IV chelation with some sick patients that had heavy metals. And when I started using DMPS, which is the, which is a, it's a heavy metal chelator that's done intravenously, I noticed that the patients at the end of the chelation treatment, some of them would be holding their backs. They were getting mm. tremendous kidney stress from the chelator. I also, what we found, and this is known, that they chelate good minerals better than they do bad minerals. Uh-oh. Like they will take out more zinc and calcium and magnesium and things like that than they will the mercury, arsenic, cadmium, lead. So you can create deficiencies in people while you're trying to, to get rid of the bad stuff. You're also depleting them of good stuff. So I didn't like that. The other thing that was wrong with them was that most of the detoxification comes through the urine. And the kidney is a very delicate organ. You know, the glomerulus, the, the active portion of the kidney is basically one cell thick and it's delicate. And if you put free radical type heavy metals through the kidney, you can get damage. And that's why these people were holding their kidneys. So what we ended up with was a product that could be orally delivered. It's sublingually absorbed. 
it would bind the metals very well, much better than the, the chemical chelators. It almost sort of surrounds the metal, so it doesn't drop it off. One of the problems with modern chelation is that sometimes you could give somebody like EDTA or DMPS, and the reservoir for heavy metals, the body, if you take in too many heavy metals, the body stores a lot of the stuff in the bones. And if you give chelators and they start pulling it out of the bones and the bond between the, the chelator and the heavy metal isn't really good, you might take it from the bones and put it in the heart or you might take it mm. from the bones and put it in the brain. And uh -oh. I have had patients where they weren't set up to do a heavy metal detox. They had mineral deficiencies, a bad gut, parasites, viruses. And you'd, and their liver is like up to here. They can't yes. take anymore. Now you nope. put them on a chelator and you start pulling heavy metals out and their yeah. liver can't handle it. And now that thing will circulate around. And I had a lady, she was one of the top realtors in this Tampa Bay area where I am. And she got chelated by a doctor who was not familiar with this. And she literally ended up a bag lady. Like she walked around with earphones, playing religious music, with sack dresses, carrying two paper bags. And she would come into the office, pretty much three sheets to the wind on what was going on and who she was. She had been a crack, smart, aggressive, knowledgeable business person. Very successful. Wow. It took me three years to get her brain detoxed from the lead that had come out of her bones and gone into her brain. Wow. So. I wanted a product that would hold on to the metals, not drop them off somewhere else, would be excreted through the bowel rather than the kidney. And that's what metal free does. So it's, it's a, it's really a, it's a magical product. We've been doing it since it's been public since about 21 years now. And we've had children that drank a whole bottle of it and never got sick. And yet we've had, you know, tens of thousands of people who have taken the product safely. It doesn't seem like much because it's a sublingual spray, but it's very strong. And we just caution people, you've got to go light. And if you get any symptoms, you've got to go lighter because it means that your body, you know, your body can handle it in a certain amount. But if you go too high, you're going to not feel well. And we don't want to do it at that level. Huh. Let me tell you a little story about my experience with that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I was uh, 36, I was, let's see, I think I was, was last 30, year. Yeah. Last year. Yeah. Yeah. Long, long year, but last year, uh, I reached the point I was under a heavy workload and I was having a lot of just challenges that were wearing me out. So I did food intolerance and food allergy testing. And I found out that I was allergic to beef, which I'd been eating my whole life on the farm, didn't know it, but I'd had headaches every day for my whole life. And every time I saw a doctor, they said it was from all my boxing and kickboxing and my motocross race, racing accidents. My left eye used to spontaneously go blind out of the blue. All of a sudden, I'd just be you know, driving or doing whatever. And this started happening when I was like 16. And I would get these fasciculations in my left eye. And then the vision would narrow down until it just went completely black. And if I closed my right eye, it was just black, totally blind. Wow. 
And they sent me to uh, Vancouver General Hospital and did a CAT scan, and they said they couldn't find anything wrong with me. So every doctor came up to the same conclusion. They said, your neck's just too tight from all the physical work and and, uh, beatings you've been taking. So this went on and I, nobody knew what to do about it. So I found out I had all of these food intolerances and I was also allergic to dairy. And so I cleaned all my, uh, my diet up, which made a huge impact, but I still had tremendous problems where I couldn't remember anything. I literally would be taking measurements on a person's body. And from the time I could say, get from their hip to my chart, to write it down, I couldn't remember what the numbers were well and some and i kept mixing left and right together uh i would write them down backwards all the time so it got to the point where i had to have an assistant work with me to write everything down and i would just call the numbers out i'd also be giving lectures all over the world on stage and i would totally forget what i was talking about i wouldn't remember what city i was in and i would say to the audience sometimes what were we just talking about and they actually would laugh because they thought I was just playing a trick on them. Right. So when I went through training in functional medicine with Dr. Bill Timmons, founder of Biohealth Diagnostics, did you, did you ever know of Dr. Timmons? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he, he he and I used to work together. He was my mentor, and I took care of uh, a lot of work for him and his body back in the day. But he he uh did some testing on me and, and basically just told me I was tired, but, uh, I did some heavy metal testing with him and found out that I had high, really high levels of mercury, aluminum, and a couple of other ones. And one thing led to another, but in that I also came across neural feedback therapy. So I went to a neural feedback therapist and they evaluated my brain And they found that every four seconds, my brain would shut off for between a half a second and a second and just go completely flat. Wow. And he he said to me, have you ever had a concussion? And I said, not only have I had a concussion, I've had six of them, including being um, in a coma for two days, racing motocross. And so I did 10 rounds of that, and it certainly helped. But through, I believe it was Dr. Timmons that turned me on to Metal Free. Um, and I started using Metal Free. And when I first got it, I followed directions and I sprayed it under my tongue. And after about a week, I couldn't feel anything happening. So I thought, well, maybe it's not working. So being the paratrooper type that I was, I said, uh, let me try three sprays. Well, within about an hour, I had such a powerful detox reaction that for three days I was laying on my bed and it felt like someone was driving ice picks through my eyeballs. Oh, no. And it was one of the most intense experiences I've ever been through, short of crashing a motorcycle and being laying, sticking to hospital beds because you're bleeding all over the place. But, uh, I certainly learned how powerful it was. And, and I was kind of listening to your warning, start easy because I'm like, he's telling you the truth. Let me. So I wanted to tell the story because there's a lot of young, you know, alpha male types that want to do everything to the extreme. Right. But I found out that that's very powerful. But, but I went back and I think I did three bottles. And when I went and got tested again, there was no 
sign of heavy metals in my body anymore. And I didn't have those cognitive problems anymore. My memory was working. And between the neural feedback therapy and the metal free, my brain pretty much returned to normal. Brilliant. Brilliant. So it's wonderful. I've, I've, uh, I can't, I, I honestly couldn't even count the number of people I've used metal free with and had great results. And, and I've had a lot of people that have done chelation therapy and they, they told me straight up this metal free has done way for me than the chelation therapy. Yeah. I had an employee who, who grew up in England and, um, she was exposed to very high lead levels in the environment that she was in. And when she started working for me, she just had uh, lead levels that were just off the chart, urine challenged urine lead levels. And um, she didn't want to do anything oral. She thought that you just had to do it IV. And so she did 173 chelation treatments with EDTA, which is the FDA-approved treatment for lead toxicity. But her lead levels came down, but they were still like 25 times what they should have been. And I said, wow. why don't we just do some metal free for six months and see what happens? And she did the metal free for six months. And we redid the challenge to see what her urine uh, lead was. And it had come into normal range. So the metal free had worked better, actually, than the pharmaceutical chelator. So I, well, I find probably, that's true uh, with a lot of people. I was going to say, and a lot faster, because 173 chelation treatments, that would have been a couple of years. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And she had yeah. a pick line. I mean, she didn't, her, we, the, all her veins burned up. She had a pick line. It was a hassle. Oh, so, oh my God. Yeah. I'm curious, what do you feel some of the most common sources of heavy metal toxicity are in the environment today? We've talked about mercury amalgam fillings. I think a lot of people are aware of that one at this point. But, you know, in my work, uh, having studied a lot of this stuff, one of the things that I found is can liners are, are uh, quite a problem. And they say that the uh, uh, various experts in the food processing industry say that they're lined with uh, Teflon and, it, and that they won't leach. But um, I know that's not true for a fact. And, and I'll tell you one of the reasons I know, and they say Teflon's not toxic either. But have you ever heard of the, the uh, company that makes cookware called Salad Master? Yes. Yeah, they make top of the line. All of our cookware is Salad Master because it's world class. It's surgical steel high grade. It's not cheap, but it lasts for a long. I mean, we've had our stuff for many, many years and it's still going strong. Right. But when they came to our house one time and they said, do you have a Teflon frying pan? And I knew not to use it, but <clears throat> we did have one just laying around from, from old. Yeah. And they said, well, let me show you something. They said, uh, you know, they, the, the manufacturers say that Teflon won't leach into your food, but we want to show you something. I said, I'd love to see this. They took the frying pan and they just put water in it and they put a, a, a teaspoon or a tablespoon of baking soda in it and they let the water boil for maybe two minutes. Then they let it cool down and they took a teaspoon and they said, smell that. And it smelled so strong of Teflon. It was just like you were at a Teflon factory. Right. The baking soda was sucking that Teflon right out of that pan. And so it made it real obvious to me. But I'm, I'm just curious, uh, what are some of the things that people are commonly exposed to or doing or eating that could be causes of the heavy metal toxicity? Because in my clinical experience, 
I, you know, I, I spent years doing functional medicine testing on people and it's rare not to find a person with high levels of some kind of heavy metal in their body. Oh, you're right. It's almost hundred percent. I mean, yeah. the, we do panels on everyone that comes through virtually everyone has high arsenic levels in their blood. It's probably from pesticides, uh, or herbicides that are used on the plants and the food that they're eating. Um, many people have high cadmium. Uh, aluminum is very common and they get the aluminum from their deodorant or from their aluminum cookware or from, they wrap food in aluminum foil and the food. And vaccinations. Uh, vaccinations you know. for sure. So, um, also lead's very high. Almost everybody has lead. Um, I did a, a interesting study when I bought this, ver this mercury vapor meter. I started to play around with some vegetables cruciferous vegetables and i put a bunch of organic broccoli in a pot and boiled it and then we put the vapor meter under the lid so that it could get the vapors coming out of these broccolis and the levels were very high wow so the the amount of mercury in the environment mostly from coal burning plants you know this stuff goes up in the atmosphere it falls down it goes in the oceans that's where the fish get it they eat it you know, it gets in the ground. Um, there's lead virtually everywhere across the world because lead gasoline was leaded for between yeah. 1910 and probably 1960. Yeah. Billions of tons of lead were released in the environment. And so the crops that are growing on this stuff will pick this stuff up and we eat it. And then we're in this cycle of, of, of high levels of toxic exposure. So, um, those are, you know, if I eat too much tuna fish, my mercury blood level goes up. I mean, the, the stuff is in there and you get it. And so it's, it, it's, it's, the world is such now today that it's hard to know what to eat about anything because, um, it's not yeah, just it's, metals. It's the, the amount of chemicals and plastics. And yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's actually frightening. And I, I, you know, we do, we do panels on patients. So I look at these things every day and, I've never seen a patient that didn't have glyphosate in their body. Not one. I'm, I've done 10,000 people looking at glyphosate levels. 100% of them have it in their urine. And it's, you know, it's everywhere. Again, billions of tons are put on the earth every year on crops. And uh, it, it's in the environment. It's in the rainwater. It's in the groundwater. Like uh, It's extremely dangerous. It's extremely dangerous. And... uh the um and everybody's getting it and so you just have to you know you have to be organic and you have to filter your carefully filter your drinking in your shower water because it's in there and it will get into your skin and into your body uh, yes so it's you know it's it's it causes major havoc with the with the whole body and is are do you feel uh eating things out of cans is a source of metal toxicity it's metal, and some of these cans are plastic lined. You know, you you do a pop top, and you see the plastic right there. Yeah. And those plastics, they, you know, you can look at just about anyone, and you will find microfiber plastics in a person's body. Yeah. Virtually everyone. You know, yeah. you store your vitamins in a in a in a in a little baggie to take them to work, or you you wrap food in cellophane and the the phthalates and the and the 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 other you know the the plastic xenoestrogens yeah they're 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 very prevalent in the environment and most people don't even think of it 
You know, if I sell someone, don't store food in plastic. Use a ceramic It's bet or glass. It's better, you know, because the stuff gets in your food. Um, I was once uh, did an experiment with, uh, I don't know if you ever ran into Sherry Rogers. She was an MD and one yeah. of the, one of the, mm-hmm. just an amazing woman. And she was doing levels, you know, the donuts that had the little cellophane windows so that you could see what kind of donuts. She, yeah. did, she did an experiment on donuts that were sitting on the shelf with the cellophane window and she was doing levels of phthalates, which are the aerosol, they're the, the volatile plastics that are in those cellophanes. And all the food was full of phthalates. So, and that's just one thing, you know, our, our daily exposure is very high to these things. Most of us, even if you're careful, it's hard to, it's hard to avoid. Yeah, it is. It is very hard. It's a, we're in a bit of a predicament. You know, what always dazzles my mind is all these things that we're talking about have been so-called validated as safe by science right and you know i think science has completely lost its morality and has become the modern form of prostitution to corporations and it's because so many people in our scientific materialistic culture worship scientists like gods they believe anything they're told without looking into it and it's uh you know, and then you got guys like you that are take more of a holistic approach and they're considered witch doctors and shunned. And, you know, I've had several over the years, several medical doctor friends that have been threatened to have their license pulled for doing functional medicine testing or doing these kinds of detox procedures, using stuff like metal free, telling people to, you know, how to supplement their diet with vitamins. And it's a, it's a, a bit of a, a, a conundrum that we're in. Yeah, now I mean now they have the power to shut you off. You know, yeah. you, you they'll take away your you know your communication line. They you know Facebook, Twitter, whatever it is, they'll they'll analyze your 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 internet site and they'll go through there and say, hey, you're making medical claims. You're know, like, you can't say this about fish oil or you can't say this about this product because the FDA hasn't said that it's okay to do that. And so they can they can just take they can they can just cut you off at the knees. It's very it's very challenging because it's they they have enormous power. And they, you know, they're, they're run by companies who, who don't want competition and they want you to have, you know, you, you, you dumb and stupid and you just take what they tell you and you do what they tell you. And I, I think there is an awakening happening because, you know, the guys like you are communicating to tens of thousands, millions of people who yeah. can see that living that way doesn't work. They don't feel good. They feel old. They can't work out. They, yeah, they, they, you know, they have depression or they can't sleep and they're stressed out and they just, you just like move the thing over and say, Hey, try this. It's funny because the, I was just, I just finished with a guy who came here from Colorado. He owns 11 businesses. He's a super motivated sort of type A guy was feeling like death. And he, I did a consultation with him in December and he came out here and we looked at him. And I found just, you know, uh, an abscess tooth and oh, yeah. high mercury levels and his testosterone. He was on testosterone, but his doctor, uh, was not, uh, dosing him right. And he just had, you know, he had a very bad gut with four parasites. Uh-huh. And I, and he was, he's Italian and he just loved, you know, pasta. Pasta. Probably, probably gluten intolerance. He's gluten intolerant. So I said, listen, 
you just like stop all that. Here's what you do. Okay. You go to the dentist and get that tooth pulled because it's, it's, there's an abscess there and it's, it's killing you. And then you do this program for your gut and do this program because he was deficient in some vitamins and minerals. And he came back today for a recheck. So he lives in Colorado. He came back today and he had a blood panel that compared his, his original one to this one. And he had just been to his cardiologist who said, I have never seen a transformation in blood work like yours, like everything normalized to like a beautiful degree. What were you doing? And he said, well, I'm seeing this guy in clear water and he gave me some vitamins and minerals and he told me not to eat my gluten and my, my, my dairy. And I put him on a paleo diet, you know, and I gave yeah. him some stuff for his gut and he's gained 14 pounds, mostly muscle. He feels, he said, I can't believe how good I feel. And he said, yeah. you know, I'm Italian. Can I start drinking wine again and, and eat my pasta? And I said, well, only if you want to go back to the way you were, because it yes. doesn't work for your body. You, you can't do that. So no. you have a choice. You want to be alive and vibrant and full of energy and proud of the way your body looks. He's got a six pack. He looked incredible and he was proud. You know, he's like proud. And yeah. it's beautiful. Like so uh, I said, you, you have a choice, you know? Yep. Um, you go back you know the other I, way, I, you know, I, I can't help you. What I tell people to do, which you might find a useful tool, I say, for example, what I would say to this guy is I say, yes, you really want your pasta, but what I want you to do is instead of saying pasta, Connect the pasta to what it's doing to your body. So instead of whenever you think the thought, I really want my pasta, say, I'm craving my overweight body, my fatigue, and my leaky gut. And then ask yourself, is that who you want to be? Right. And so I help them change the association of the food they're eating to the problems it's causing because right. they don't often make the connection until they start actually telling themselves that's what's causing these problems. Right. Otherwise, they have this fantasy in their head, oh, that's my my favorite food, or I, I feel good when I'm on that. Yeah, you might feel good because you're having a psychological effect, and you might be getting some casomorphogens or glutomorphogens or yeah. some of these other chemicals because you can't digest the stuff, and you're getting high off it, but you're also getting high because you're dying off of it. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's not it's not a sustainable high. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Um there's uh uh what I'm curious, what does metal free pull out of the body other than heavy metals if it does pull anything else out? It also binds biotoxins. So you have bacteria and parasites and funguses that are in the gut, they may be in the mouth. Uh, they're actually in the bloodstream too, and they produce biotoxic waste. Plus the stuff that we, you know, all the other stuff that we get in through food and inhalation and skin products, and it binds those. The other very curious thing about metal free is that if you have minerals that are in proper places, like calcium should be in the cell wall and it should be in the bones, but it's not supposed to be in the artery wall. So if you have what we call ectopic metals, where you're calcifying things that you shouldn't, metal-free will bind to that calcium. 
and help to remove it. So I generally put people who have cardiovascular disease where they have calcified arteries or, you know, coronary artery disease. I often put them on metal free because it does seem to help reduce their, the, the calcium in the walls of the arteries. So yes. those are the, those are the, so I use it very liberally. It's a very, it's a very powerful product. And there is really a companion product that I developed, which it's called body detox. And it is made up of three different compounds that are manufactured similar to metal free. One of them is something that actually helps gut function. And another one is it helps block the um, ability of organisms to stick to the body, to stick to airways or to stick to bladder walls and things like that. So uh, we call it body detox. And when I treat with metal free, I'll usually do that once a day. And I'll also treat them with body detox at another time of the day, uh, because it also picks up about we've, we've imprinted it with uh, homeopathic signatures for about 160 other biotoxins that are in the environment. And so I think you get an effect from that. And I usually do the two together with some kind of a binder. Uh, like chlorella or pectisol or charcoal mixtures or zeolite, where you're going to, because the stuff ends up in the colon and you want to make sure it stays in the colon and it doesn't get right. reabsorbed and it, it goes out with the bowel. So my usual program is to do those three, really three things together. Yeah. I might, I might uh, put myself on a round of metal free and try your detox product again. Just, I feel good. I, I'm doing, you know, I don't really like have, I've, I've been through enough of this and coached thousands of patients through it. So, but I think doing it prophylactically, uh, you know, once at least every six months to a year is a good idea. And I just gotten so busy. I've kind of, it's probably been a, a good three years now since I did any detoxing. So I think I'll give it a go and just see what happens. Yeah. And I, I often just before bed, will do like, uh, I, I'm I'm tolerant to it now, but I'll do four to six sprays of body detox before I go to bed because we are getting a daily exposure. I don't care how careful yeah. you are. And so I just feel like if we can keep it going, um, you know, sort of on a daily basis that it uh, that it's helpful. Yeah. What are some of the common symptoms and diseases that result from heavy metal toxicity so that people listening might be able to get a sense of, ah, oh, maybe I should really consider getting some functional medicine med uh, med functional medicine testing for heavy metals or just try metal free these are they're very potent like i said before they're very potent in terms of neurological toxins they damage mm -hmm. nerve cells the nerve cell has kind of a a the on the inside there is a protein called tubulin Mm -hmm. And tubulin is part of the structure of the nerve cell. And it's one of the ways that the nerve cell is able to move substances because nerve cells can be very long. They can be many feet long. Yes. Where you have a long uh, dendrite and a long axon. Those are the two ends of it with a cell in the middle. And the nerve cell has to be able to move information and chemicals from one end to the other. And so this tubulin protein is involved in that. And you can put um, very tiny doses of mercury 
expose that to a nerve cell and you see the tubulin just, you know, if you imagine that an egg white uncooked is like a jelly structure, but when you yeah. cook it, it turns white. It doesn't, it wouldn't function anymore. It's a right. similar sort of thing. The protein is denatured. The structure of the protein is damaged. And actually in the film, there's a very interesting film on the, um, that you can see on YouTube where some mercury vapor was exposed to a culture plate that had nerve cells. And in very micro, micro doses that you see the tubulin in that nerve cell just go from this, this sort of long, beautiful canal-like structure. And it just goes like this. Wow. Like it just, yeah. so nerve cells take up these things. They, you know, your vagus nerve has billions of connections in your intestines. Yeah. And they sample things and they transmit it up to the brain. And so you can get these nerve cells from virtually any organ that take up these things and it can cause damage. So some people with heavy metals have fatigue. Some people have brain fog. Some people have depression. Some people have anxiety. There's a, there was a very interesting study by a psychologist who looked at levels of manganese, which is another heavy metal. In the, in people who were imprisoned for various types of crimes and the lifers, the guys who had committed terrible murders, things like that, rapes, murders, their manganese levels were the highest. And people who were white collar, you know, they'd, they'd fudge some money somewhere or they'd done some, you know, not, you know, they weren't lifers. They weren't like, on death row types, they were minor lower. crime. Yeah, and then the, the the petty thieves, you know, who maybe got two weeks, they were lower. And it was just interesting correlating how how much psychology or a person's behavior can be affected by something like a toxic metal. And yeah, and and even junk food. I, I get people reaching out to me regularly with suicidal thoughts, depression, a lot of young people. And I just give them a basic prescription on how to clean up their diet. I give them what I call my caveman diet, which is a antifungal diet. It's what I put people on in general, just to clear them out. No nuts, no grains, no seeds, no dairy, except butter, if you can tolerate it. And uh, all the vegetables and all the flesh foods that you want to eat so no nuts no seeds no grains no dairy uh except butter and then all the flesh foods all from organic sources and free range meats high quality stuff yeah and usually within three days to a week people write back and go it's a miracle i don't have the depression yeah. i don't have the suicidal thoughts they don't realize that the toxins in foods and the serious lack of nutrition in foods debilitates the psyche because the 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 soul or the psyche interfaces through our nervous system and our biochemistry right so if the subtle bodies have to interface through the chakra system and the meridian system into the glands which is why all the chakras are linked to glands they're linked to primary hormonal glands so if a person's biochemistry is off and their nutrition isn't balanced then there's a gap between the psychic functions and the physical functions. And that is a bi-directional issue. Absolutely. In other words, the body can't communicate with the mind and the mind can't communicate with the body. 
So it leads people to all sorts of, you know, desperate isolation feelings and, uh, you know, just feeling like they don't want to live. And it's amazing to me. I mean, this has been many, many times. Anybody that's followed that prescription within three days to a week has got back to me and said, it's like someone just lifted a veil of darkness off of me. Absolutely. And it, it, the the tragedy is that modern psychiatric medicine and pharmaceuticals have, you know, hundreds of millions of people on medication that is actually damaging to them. Yes. And what they need is a good diet and a good nutrition supplementation program and probably somebody to talk to uh, and and they will get well. Yes. Because that's what's wrong with them. It's not a deficiency of Prozac that's what's wrong with them. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Hi, everybody. You know, I've been experimenting with my juve lights for about 90 days, and I've been totally impressed with the way I feel, how my skin feels, the energy I get from it. It's an amazing product, but it's driven by infrared, and I wanted to help not only you, but me understand infrared better. So I've got Wes Feifner here from Juve, and he's going to let us know how it works. Wes, how does Juve's infrared system create so many benefits for us? It's really simple. Our Juve lights deliver red and near-infrared light. What that does is it stimulates our cells to produce more energy. And when our cells have more energy, we can see benefits from performance and recovery, improved blood flow, reduced inflammation, healthy glowing skin, better sleep, and sharper mental acuity. Awesome. And I know that your smaller units like the handheld units are $445, but if you want to go whole hog, you can go all the way up to the full body systems that are $8,500. Wes, how do people buy their Juve lights and what's the discount for Living 4D listeners? So if you're interested in checking out Juve, head over to joovv.com forward slash check and use code check50 at checkout to save $50 on your first purchase. It's an amazing product. I love it or I wouldn't be telling you about it. Enjoy your juve lights. Let me know how you feel. Hi, everybody. Do you guys want to know one of my secret weapons that helps me avoid being sick or feeling run down? It's Organifi Immunity. Organifi Immunity is a super high quality certified organic drink mix that provides daily immune support and supports overall immunity. Organifi Immunity contains whole food vitamins C and D whole food zinc, mushroom beta-glycans, and provides only natural sweetness. Not only will you support your immune system, but you'll also get on-the-go superfoods in a delicious orange blend that is great for you and your kids and everyone will love it. My family and I love it and it's easy as tearing off the top of the package and mixing it with high-quality drinking water and you can rest a little easier knowing that you're enhancing your immune system, which is probably a good idea now that so many people are spending so much time indoors, breathing indoor air, and lacking sun exposure. Why not enjoy a little immune insurance while getting certified organic nutrients, superfoods, and great taste that's quick, easy, and effective? To get your Organifi immunity and shop their amazing product line with your Living 4D discount, Go to O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I dot com and save 20% on any and all of their products using the code capital C, capital H, capital E, capital K, 20. That's check 20 during checkout. Enjoy Organifi. Hi, everybody. I've looked into magnesium supplements in my many years as a therapist and found, unfortunately, most of them are junk until the day Wade Lightheart handed me 
his magnesium breakthrough from Bioptimizers, which is a very, very specialized product that they did a lot of research on. Wade, I'd love it if you could tell us a little bit about what makes magnesium breakthrough so unique and so potent. Well, number one is that we realized that different types of magnesium are absorbed by different parts of the body. So we tested virtually every magnesium product there was on the market, and it came down to seven different ones that produced the best aspects or best effects over the broadest amount of people. We combine them without any weird excipients or, you know, some of the chemical agents that other companies use. We don't use any of that stuff. And we combined it with humic and fulvic acid as well as B6 to make sure that it's absorbed and utilized by the body. That's excellent. I really love it because one of the things I love about all your products is I can actually turn people onto them. They buy them. And I've never had a single person say to me, those products don't work. Everybody that I know has continued to buy Bioptimizer's products to enhance their life. Where can people get it and what's their discount? Just go to www.magbreakthrough.com slash living40 and put in your coupon code Paul10 and you get a 10% discount. And of course, everything has a 100% money back guarantee. You can't get better than that. Enjoy. You know... I've got a few questions. We're bouncing around, but we're hitting them all. And one, I, I was curious, you know, you've kind of alluded to it, but I'd like to take a direct uh, approach on this. What's your opinion on where the medical system that we have in the West is working well and where it, it is, is failing? Well, it's working well if you need uh, your baby's too big for your pelvis and you need a C-section. Yeah. Get your C-section. If you're in the middle of a heart attack, you have chest crushing chest pain and you're short of breath, go to your local emergency room because they can save your life. Yeah. If you're having a stroke, you know, you're, you, you, your, your face is deformed and you can't talk and one arm is weak, get to an emergency room as fast as you can because they can save your life. You get in a car accident, you break your leg, you need some pins put in. This is the, the there are miracles in modern medicine which are yeah. like incredible. But most of medicine, maybe 90% of medicine is not that. It's no. obesity and diabetes and osteoporosis and depression and lack of sleep and autoimmune disease and mm-hmm. cancer and, and chronic heart disease and chronic lung disease. And these, the approach of modern medicines to these things um, maybe on an acute basis would be okay, but on a long-term basis is just like lost. I, I had a really interesting, we, we hired some, uh, a company to help us with our, our new website and, and, um, and doing a, a build out and, uh, do some films and some things. And so they were interviewing me and after the head of the company heard me talk, uh, he schedules an appointment to come in here and see me, and I saw him. <laughs> and he's in Los Angeles. He's 40 years old. He's got chronic asthma for three years with a cough. He's been going to UCLA Medical Center, like premium place, and they've diagnosed him with reflux. They have him on two drugs to block stomach acid. And two inhalers, including steroids and another one that's an immune blocker. He's very marginally better. Like he's a little better, 
but he's on five prescription drugs. He's 40 years old with no foreseeable ability like this is going to heal him. Like they haven't right. figured out what's wrong with the guy. So yeah. he comes in here and I find he's got an abscess tooth and uh -oh. he's got some parasites and he's got, you know, he's deficient big time in magnesium and potassium, which, which cause spasm in various uh, organ systems. You know, they're, they're like vasodilators. They're like relaxants. So he's mm -hmm. got major deficiencies of these minerals. And I, I put his blood up on the microscope to just look at his blood and it looked terrible. There's just tons of inflammation. There's parasites that were swimming around in there. And, and I looked at him and I said, you know, you've heard me talk about, about this, like for the website, but you can be cured. And w with what you're getting, you're, you're, you're toast because these medicines yeah. long-term are bad. Yes. Like acid blockers are bad. So yeah. he, so I said, uh, in three to six months, you are going to be off all your medicines and you're going to be fine. But yeah. the doctors who are seeing them, they're all smart. They're scientists. They're blah, blah, blah. You know, they're, there's a, and, and they carry with them sort of an arrogance about what they know and how right they are. But they're not. You know, the. Well, the, uh, the, I was going to say, I, I always. I, when I meet doctors like that, they're usually overweight, out of shape, and unhealthy. And I tell them, if you're so smart, then why are you not healthy? That's right. That's right. I, I, my, I, I tell my students, if, if you can't teach health in your underwear, you don't belong in the business. Absolutely. If, Absolutely. You, can't, if you can't wear it, don't share it. Otherwise, it's just intellectual diatribe. That's right. That's right. I mean, I get a lot of patients just because I'm, you know, I'm 72 years old and I'm doing Ironman triathlons and I've got 8% body fat and I live this life and I, I can prove it to you. And that, and yes. really people who are seriously looking for an answer, that's what they, that's where they're going to look. Yes. Do you remember when C. Everett Koop was the Surgeon General of the United States? Yes. Well, here's, here's something I find really interesting. I don't watch much television, but one night I just happened to be watching a show or something and I was flipping through the channels and C. Everett Koop came on television and he was doing the Surgeon's General of the United States' address and he said, it's important for people to realize that 90 to 95% of all chronic diseases are the products of poor diet and lifestyle. If people would just eat better and exercise more, we wouldn't have nearly the problem that we do. Right. The next day, he was fired as Surgeon General for saying that. Right. right. Now, that is a medical mafia. Well, it's a revolving door between the FDA, pharmaceutical companies, CDC. You know, it's, it's, there, there is a, you know, they have this, uh, I don't want to call it a cabal, but it's a cabal of, <laughs> of sort of an ancestral relationships where these things get done. And I, I don't know if you saw or if you've interviewed um, um, uh, Mark Hyman, but this book that he wrote called The Food Fix, it's brilliant. And what he did was he went through big food and how they have been able to, they have more, they have like a hundred lobbyists for every congressman. And the bills uh -huh. that are needed for, to get, 
the corn bill passed and the ethanol bill passed. These are written by pharmaceutical companies and then given to congressmen to present. And they're hundreds of pages long. Nobody has time to read this stuff. They're given their marching orders. They're given their campaign contributions. And they're, and then this is what's resulted is in, in a, you know, and, and then the whole welfare system, you know, the, the subsidies given to people who can't afford food. They're allowed to buy packaged cereal and soda pop and this sort of thing. And the companies that manufacture this stuff know that if Congress keeps passing these laws, they're going to keep those businesses. And so, yeah. and so it's a, you know, it's just a re, it's just a, it's, it's a, it, it, you, 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 how are you going to get out of it? And he, I, I, he wrote this book with it, which is well documented about, holy smokes, look what's going on. And if you could just get people to grow a garden in their backyard, or yeah. form a co-op with people that they know. You know, you do the tomatoes and I'll do the peppers and this next guy does this. And we'll buy a, we'll go to the farmer down the block who's got cows that are actually grazed and we'll, we'll divide a cow between 10 of us that you can change the whole culture of the planet. Yes. Uh, I've got books in my library. I, I've got a lot of, of books that I, you know, are rare books. And uh, uh, one of them in particular, I have a couple of them with this information, but they looked at the rates of disease during the First and Second World War. And they showed that during the First and Second World War, when they had bread lines and people couldn't get as much food, 50% of the food eaten was grown in people's backyards. And the rates of disease dropped radically across the board. Right. While people were not able to afford to go to the supermarket and buy crap. And that was all the way back then. And it wasn't even that crappy then. No, compared not now. compared to now. Yeah, I I saw a research paper about 10 years ago out of England. And it compared the nutritional value of a head of lettuce in England 50 years ago with a head of lettuce in England today. And they said that you would have to eat 20 heads of lettuce today to get the same nu nutrient value of one head of lettuce 50 years ago. Right. Right. Well, and, that's and why people have to supplement. You can't, you, you can't do it on food alone anymore. It's, it's, it's almost impossible. Unless you're fortunate, like we are to have access to high quality organic farms and biodynamic farms. Right. Then, then you're, you can. And, and that's why I tell people, you know, it's best to start your own, community supported agriculture system if you can find uh you know my son started the first one in he was working up in la he started the first community supported agriculture where they act where he went out to organic farms and set up an order system so they could get deliveries to their house and there's it's just people people are still so uh wrapped up in watching television and reading magazines that they haven't really got wind of the truth yet it, it's it's slowly growing as you know i mean i wrote my book how to eat move and be healthy in 2004 yeah and people used to think i was crazy for what i put in there and a lot of those things are just now starting to be more talked about but you know i showed the cycle of health how the soil affects the plants the plants are eaten by the animals the humans eat plants and animals and i said you can't be any healthier than the soil the plants and the animals are right you know and a lot of western prices work but you know, I've been doing this for 37 years and it's, it's, it's shocking to me that with the number of people like you and me and 
Jeffrey Bland and, and the long list of people that have been on this road for many, many years and making videos and writing books. And it's almost as though the world's just not listening, but it, it's coming at a very, very great cost. And then you get into a place like California. By the time a kid gets into high school, junior high school, they're scheduled for 70 vaccinations. And most of these things have mercury and aluminum. And I'm like, you're, you're poisoning the body against a perceived threat. Right. Why not create a vaccination that actually works without traumatizing people and making them sick? And, and, you know, and, and some of these analysis of vaccines have been showing that there's things in there that they've never seen before. They don't even know what they are. Right. Scientists can't even recognize them. I, I think that you know, if people don't wake up, the problem is, is when, when we realize we need a revolution, nobody's going to have enough energy to do anything about it. Right. Well, I think part of the part of the larger plan is that people are are so toxic and they're so drugged and they're so hypnotized. Yes. That, um, that there won't be any resistance. You know. Well, that's the, that's I think really part of the plan right there. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, I think we all have to um, decide what quality of life means to us. And I, you know, I think having values, I tell people all the time, your values are what help you differentiate between when to say yes and when to say no. And if you don't have values about food and values about exercise and values about doing things that are happy making and values around exercise, then you basically just exist like a sedentary person and spend your life savings on doctors and surgeries and drugs. And what have you got? You really are not even existing. So, you know, from an evolutionary perspective, we're at the end of the evolutionary drive because we're not evolving with regard to our intelligence and paying attention. And we're getting so disconnected from the environment with all the media streaming and all the, the electronic gadgets this is one of the big things I I get into with the biohackers. I say, look, you don't need gadgets to tell you what your heart rate is. Just use your watch, pay attention, and learn what a perceived level of exertion is. Right. Because there's so many people that without their gadgets, they're completely lost. They don't even know what direction north is. They, they have no sense of themselves without a battery or an electrical device. And I say, you realize that the, the device if it's good for anything, is to give you feedback as to what's going on so you can correlate what you're feeling inside with what the device is telling you. Right. To use the device effectively, you wean yourself off of it because it's taught you what you're supposed to be aware of. But right. to become dependent upon it, you just get dumber and dumber and dumber. Right. Um, 100%. Yeah. What... Uh, you know, we, we're talking a bit about Roundup. What are some of the common things you see happening in people due to glyphosate uh, in the food supply? I know metabolic syndrome has been heavily tracked back to glyphosate and the destruction of the microbiome. Are there other things that you're aware of that glyphosate is doing to people? Yeah. Glyphosate was originally patented as an antibiotic. And when you put glyphosate in someone's gut, you will wreck their microbiome because you will kill off good bacteria. It's also been shown to break the, the attachments that are between the cells that line the intestine. And so, oh, now, you, so now you create leaky gut. 
The other thing that glyphosate does is there's this biochemical pathway called the shikimate pathway, and it allows bacteria to make amino acids that they need, essential amino acids, tryptophan, tyrosine, and these are very important things. And I think much of our um, much of the amino acids in our body can be created by our microbiome to help yes. feed us. Yeah. But if you take glyphosate, it blocks this pathway. And back, and this is why it kills bacteria, because they can't right. make these essential amino acids, and so they die. I think the biggest thing, and I think this is underappreciated, but one of the side effects of glyphosate is that it blocks the ability of you to go out in the sun and have sunlight turn the oils in your skin into active vitamin D3. It blocks. Wow, I've never heard that. Yes. And so I'm in Florida, and we have 300 days a year of sunshine here. And I've checked vitamin D levels on probably, I don't know, tens of thousands of people, because every person that comes in here gets a vitamin D level. If the person is not taking vitamin D, and they're tan, so I know they're outside. They're getting sufficient sunlight. You know, they're not a pale. They're not pale white. They're tan, and they tell me they play tennis for two hours a day, or they do swim, or they do something. Virtually nobody has a vitamin D level above thirty or thirty-five unless they're supplemented. And I what's think normal? Well, the lab core low is 30, but a good healthy level is above 50 and probably 70 to 90 is ideal. You get the best anti-cancer effect at between 70 and 90 um, and the best anti-autoimmune effect at between 70 and 90. But nobody, virtually nobody, has good vitamin D levels from just being out in the sun anymore in Florida. And I think it's glyphosate because it's pervasive. Everyone's got glyphosate. My level of vitamin D, if I don't supplement, is 34. It's barely above the lowest range on LabCorp, which is 30. Now, I swim at noon for an hour without sunscreen in an outdoor pool. And I'm probably spending um, 10 to 12 hours a week outside running or cycling. And unless I'm going to be out a long time, I don't wear sunscreen. And I'm tan, but my level's 34. Yeah. And, and my skin should be able to convert sunlight into vitamin D, and it can't do it. And, I and you've think got a healthy diet. I've got a great diet. But if I don't supplement with vitamin D, my level isn't where I want it to be or it isn't where it should be. And I find this global. I mean, I find this globally. It does, I don't care who you, you just, you, if, if doctors would just look at this for a second, they would see, I'm sure that the same, uh, what I'm seeing is that they would be seeing too. You measure vitamin D, the person's not taking it and they're getting a healthy amount of sunshine. Their level of D is going to be low. And I think it's glyphosate that's doing it. It is known to do this. I mean, this is one of the one of the things that is that it is shown to be done. But I think this is the biggest factor in it. And it's just one little pathway that I'm looking at. But who knows what the rest of it? You know, what else is going on? Because we don't know. Yeah. What's what are some of the uh, symptoms or negative effects of low vitamin D levels that people should know about? 
Well, vitamin D affects about 10% of all your genes. It's, it's globally important. It's probably more of a hormone than it is a vitamin. Right. Uh, a lot of people with hypertension have, and have low vitamin D and it, it will reduce blood pressure if they get their vitamin D up. It affects the immune system. A large study was done on incidence of cancer, like what could you do that would reduce your list of your your risk of cancer more than anything else that you could do? And it turns out that if your vitamin D level is between 70 and 90, your risk of cancer is cut in half. Well, this is like That's all great. cause cancer. It's huge. There's no drug that would do this. There's no sort of food that would do this. This is huge stuff. And the darker your skin is, the more sunshine you need get vitamin D, but sunshine's not working. So what it means is that people just have to supplement with vitamin D, get a blood level after a month or so, see what it is, alter your dose because some people absorb it very well and some people don't. That like I have to take 12,500 units of vitamin D to keep my vitamin D. My vitamin D runs about 70, 75, which is kind of where I want. But I got to take it because my it doesn't convert. And I'm finding that pretty much with patients the average patient needs 8,000 to 10,000 a day of vitamin D to keep them in a level above 50. And if they're above 50, I'm, I'm happy with it. What, uh, what's, what would happen if you got well, the other thing, much- well, osteoporosis, bones, you know, like yeah. the, the drugs that treat osteoporosis are terrible drugs. You know, they cause yeah. ulcers and they cause, you know, they cause jawbone problems. But, you know, women need vitamin D. You can't, and, or if you're going to take vitamin D from your diet and put it into your bones, you need vitamin D to get it in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so a lot of old ladies and old men now too who have osteoporosis, they have vitamin D levels that, that are terrible. Yeah. So th- this is a this is this this is one that's really important. And unless you're eating What's, What 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 are some symptoms if you get too much vitamin D in you? It's very rare. Hypercalcemia, which is too much calcium in the blood, could occur if you're taking too much. It's rare as heck. I've seen people, the suggested level is 30 to 100. I've seen people at 150. It doesn't seem to, you know, it's very rare that this will happen, but that's one of the things I look out for. So check a vitamin D, check their calcium, make sure they're okay. Uh, But if you want to prevent cancer, if you want to prevent hypertension, if you want to prevent calcium from, you know, ending up in your arteries versus in your bones, just take vitamin D. It's cost nothing. And it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a very important. And do you sell it through your system? Uh, I put it in our multi. We have a multi that's got a whole bunch of stuff in it. And I put 5,000 millig- uh, units of vitamin D in there, D3. And yeah. so a person can take a multi and they can get, you know, 30% of the population doesn't do well, isn't able to, to methylate their, to activate their B vitamins. So... Mm. You know, I put the methylated Bs in the in the supplement, and I put CoQ10, and uh, I put vitamin K2. K2 is very important too because it it keeps the 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 calcium in the bones and not in the arteries. So it's a multi that's you know for two tablets twice a day. It's got a lot of stuff, and I haven't seen one that's better. It's it's there's 16 whole foods ground up in there, so it's um you know it's vegetables and fruits. So it's a whole food base with some stuff added. So it potentizes a little bit like extra vitamin D. What are food sources of K2? Um, the, the green vegetables are the best. 
probably liver is good. Um, mm -hmm. um, most of those are K1, so the body has to convert it. Um, but that's how we, that's how you're supposed to get it. You know, when, when my son was born, Mana, they wanted, they were selling us like hell, pressure selling us on giving him vitamin K shots for blood clotting. Right. And I said, I said, how did we evolve for millions of years in nature without vitamin K shots? Right. And all of a sudden you're trying to sell me on this. And I, and they, they, they didn't have any answer for me. I said, okay, my next question for you is what is the source? Is it synthetic or is it natural? And the nurse said, it's synthetic. I said, what are the side effects? She goes, I don't know. I said, bring me the box. Guess what the first symptom was? Liver failure. Right. I said, oh, good. You want me to give this to my kid? And the first symptom is liver failure. And the following symptoms were no better. Right. I just, I, I look at a lot of this stuff and I'm like, why don't you actually study nature and study food and study holism? Right. Instead of trying to sell shit i mean how can you be a nurse trying to sell me on this you don't even know where it comes from or what the side effects of it are this is ridiculous right um yeah. i've got a question for you because i haven't studied biology and things like that in quite a while what's the life cycle of a bacterium how long does a bacteria last in your body once it's uh once it re once it's born by reproduction of other bacteria it's a good, I'm not sure. It probably depends on the bacteria and where it is. So they, probably weeks, maybe months. Weeks. Yeah. Okay. I mean, they divide. So they, you know, trying to keep track of one guy probably is a, is a, is a bit of a challenge. But yeah, like yeast and cultures, I think they last a couple of weeks and then they, you know, they, they multiply. So they, so the original ones go away. Yeah. What are what concerns do you have regarding GMO foods? Um, I'm curious if you have thoughts or opinions on Bill Gates' movement in producing plant-based meat substances out of his GMO foods, many of which, as you know, produce toxins right in them, like Monsanto's uh, plants that produce pesticides right in them. Uh, he's a huge biotech supporter, and I suspect he's using, I'm not quite sure, because he's got huge investments in GMO corporations from my research. Um, I'm wonder, wondering what your thoughts are on GMO foods and, and uh, what are your uh, options for people getting their proteins and amino acids from plant-based meat substitutes, uh, particularly from GMO, GMO crops? And I guess my, my question is, what is your thoughts on the GMO issue across the board and Bill Gates' plan to try to get rid of uh, animal farming and switch everybody to his uh, <laughs> manufactured fake meat? Well, I think it's terrible. I mean, Bill Gates now is the largest landowner, I think, in North America. Uh, he's yeah, buying that's up a concern. land. He's, it's a big concern. You know, I think that, you know, you got two million, two and a half million years of human evolution on Earth. 99.94% of that time, we were a hunter-gatherer culture. We lived off the land. We ate the animals on the land and we ate the fruits and vegetables and nuts and seeds that grew on the land. And for the last 10,000 years, we have quote unquote evolved. And now we are in a, you know, in an era where nothing really makes sense and that the things that are being promoted aren't really helping the human race at all, except to be, it's just things are going more and more crazy. So I don't like the, the, the mystery quote meat that they're producing. I think it's bad. 
genetic genetic modification is not good. All the you know, I used to be a pediatrician. This is a this is a, this is interesting. Um, in 1978, I was at University Hospital in San Diego making rounds with I was a resident and the chairman of the department was a real famous guy named Bill Nyhan and once a week he would make rounds with the residents and we'd walk around the ward and see all the different patients that were there and I remember one day we went up to a to a crib and there was a little kid in the crib he was probably 14 months old and he said when we're done with rounds today, I want you all to come back and examine this kid because this kid has a diagnosis of autism. In 1978, now this is what he said. I think his numbers were a little bit off, but he said the incidence of autism in 1978 was about one in 150,000 kids. He said, if you're a busy pediatrician and you see 30 kids a day for 40 years, you will not see that many kids. So you'll probably never see this again, but go examine this kid just in case you do, you'll know what one looks like or how they act or how they respond to your communication. Now, the the autism rates now are High. something in the one, one in 35, one in 50 children born now. This I think is not expected to be one in 10 in the next 10 years is what I read. Yeah. I think in New Jersey, it's, it's already like one in 16 or one in 17. So th this isn't an accident. This isn't genetics. This isn't better diagnosis. This is toxic children from toxic mothers from eating bad food. You know, autism and child, child allergy, peanut allergy. They put peanut residues in these GMO foods and people get them. And they produce an allergic reaction. And whoever yeah. heard of 10 years, 20 years ago, where you got on the plane and you ate some peanuts and you, and you could do it. And now there's people who can have anaphylactic reactions to this stuff. So yeah. food sensitivities, look at the, look at the incidence of, of attention deficit disorder in children. There's something yeah. like seven or nine percent of children are on drugs, which mimic cocaine in the brain. You know, these amphetamine yes. drugs? Yeah. Now, these kids are poorly nourished, but they're nourished with foods that are genetically modified. They're chemicalized. There's bad oils in them. There's no nutrition in them. But it's making them sick. And yeah. uh, so it's there's nothing good about it. The, the latest stuff that I've heard is that farmers that are growing crops where they rotate with animals, you know, so the animals will graze one season and they'll poop all over it and then they'll move them to another one and then they grow plants on those fields. The yields are higher. They're better. You can feed more people with better food if you just go back to old time farming practices. The GMOs kill the land. Topsoil in this country and around the world has been ruined. It's so thinned out. It's why there is a carbon problem in this in this environment right now, because yeah. the, it's not automobiles. It's no topsoil because the topsoil, yeah. the bacteria in the topsoil are the main captures of carbon and it isn't there. So you don't have. It. So it's it's ruining the planet. I and mean, these guys are on a, on a it's a it's it's a suicide homicide mission to kill off yeah. the population. And to damage everybody. And I, 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 
I really do hold them responsible for what they're doing because an enlightened leader who had a clue about what is health and what is culture and what is good and what is moral, um, we could have a human race that was really succeeding and thriving where we were attacking problems to make everything better rather than trying to cope with children who go to school and can't learn. And then, you know, one in 20 kids with autism, who's going to, who's going to work? You know, there's not going to be a workforce in 20 years. Yeah. And and how, how do you manage a population full of special needs people like that? I mean, that's a serious, I I read a a research paper said that it could cost uh, upwards of $10 billion a year just for the medical management of people with autism and related issues in the next 10 years. Yeah, well, look at the school systems now. You know, they're full, the, the special ed and special this and special that and extra, you know, classes and tutoring and all this stuff because these kids, their their bodies aren't in a position where they can learn because they're damaged. They're being damaged, and it's and 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 it's it is. You're right. I mean, it's a, it's 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 gonna wreck. The, it's wrecking the culture right now. Because these, it's it's very easy then to take a kid like that and park him in front of a TV set all day long, and yeah. feed him Cheerios in the morning with his uh, homogenized two percent milk, and think that you're actually doing somebody some good. And, and Cheerios, it, Cheerios happen to be one of the foods highest in glyphosate. Right. right. Uh, you know, when I was doing research uh, years ago to write how to eat, move, and be healthy, I looked carefully into all the research from around the world I could find on GMOs. And I found at least three studies where they fed rats GMOs and then did autopsies. And one of the first things they showed was was serious organ malformation all through these rats. Yeah. Well, you know, the the Weston Price stuff with the Pottinger's cats is like, I mean, this was done in what, 1930s? You know, you take a feral cat whose normal food is raw meat and then you feed them cat food and by the third generation their mouth there's mouth crowding cavities they, they you know their their palate narrows you know you have this huge epigenetic effect on the body and you 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 dismantle it and then you know he went around to, i don't know 20 native cultures where they were living the way they'd lived their whole lives and they had yeah. no cavities and they weren't brushing their teeth and they weren't flossing and they have nice wide palate arches and they had their yeah. wisdom teeth in and and they were it's like th- within three generations it was it was it was already going haywire yes and and uh pottinger also showed that it takes four generations feeding them healthy food to return them. them back to where they were at but we know with the abuse of science and the uh prostitution of the human public for money there's not going to be any four generations. <laughs> We'd have to clean up the entire planet. Um, you know, and one of the arguments that people like Bill Gates are using is, oh, we can't feed uh, the people on the planet with, com- with the standard farming model, so we have to go to these agro-science models. And that is absolute horseshit. And there's a phenomenal book I think you would be blown away by. It was written, I think, in 1910 by Professor Hollis King, who was a professor of agriculture for the United States government. And the United States government asked Dr. King to go to Korea, Japan, and China 
because the United States government was confused as to how they could feed such a large population on such a small landmass of arable land. His investigation showed, and the book is excellent, he showed by analyzing what Chinese farmers were doing and Japanese and Korean, he showed that on one and two-thirds of an acre, they could produce more food than the average American farmer could on 40 acres. Right. And he gives the actual numbers. It's mind-blowing. And the, the reality of it is if we actually switch back to organic and biodynamic farming, we could produce massive amounts more food per acre, and we wouldn't destroy the land. And current research shows that the average farming family in the United States destroys beyond repair 7,000 acres of farming land per f- farming family. Right. 100%. Turns it into desert. Yeah. It's sex lies and videotape. It's, 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 what the, it's the agenda that's being run on, the, on planet Earth right now. If you look at drug pushers, like people that push crack cocaine and heroin, they do a better job than the medical system and the government does because they don't actually want their buyers to die. But what's going on is we've got this drug pushing system that's literally wiping out the population. The difference is they're trying to do it nice and slow so they can capitalize financially on all of this and this whole American plan for everyone to have insurance. That's another huge scam. You start looking into that and how how little it covers and how high the co-pays are. It's just like we're being just roped in hook, line and sinker from every angle. And I just I, I'm like. We need a revolution. The one of the reasons I do my podcast is to say, guess what, boys and girls? It's it's time to wake up and get involved because if you don't, you're at the you're you know, we're we're like at the end of the gangplank. <laughs> There's no more steps to take before you're in with the sharks. Right. You and I both have devoted our life to to the pursuit of the truth and helping people live and and have freedom and vitality because without it evolution halts. You know, we're, you know, we're not evolving anymore. We're, we're degenerating into some uh, remnant of what a human being really can be. And, and I, I really feel deeply concerned that uh, all of this is being done in the name of science, which is just a complete bastardization of science. It's, I'm amazed that the, that the scientists of the world aren't just causing huge problems with the government and blocking them and, and getting involved. And I'm, I'm watching all this stuff go down. And then when the d- scientists do start mentioning and they, they take them right off the internet, they get rid of them. Yeah. I, I think the si- science is, is mostly scam. And every now and then somebody actually has something that's true. You know, if you look at the, the journal, of the American medical association, I, I'm talking about medical, you know, oriented science. Or, um, or New England Journal of Medicine. Um, if you look at the articles that are published today, 75% of them in five years won't, will be, have been proven not true. Yeah. It's, it's scam science. It's not real. Guys make stuff up. They're paid to write certain things. And then that's pawned off on us as science. And yep. it's, it's, it's baloney. I went, my first day of medical school, the old emeritus professor gave us a welcome speech. So he's in his seventies. He's a guy with a long white beard. He's been a doctor for years and years and years. 
And he made a statement and he said, you know, over the next four years, we're going to try to teach you a whole bunch of stuff. He said, the rate of medical knowledge is doubling every couple of years. So the amount of information that's available is enormous. It's more than you can absorb. He said, there's something that you just have to know. He said, all the things we're teaching you, only about half of it is going to end up true. And he yeah. said, our biggest dilemma is we don't know which half. So keep your mind open and keep your observation very keen because most of what you're going to learn isn't really true. It's BS. And you have to, if you're a good doctor, be able to figure out what is the truth, which is what works versus what is the science of how things should be supposed to be, but aren't worth the plug nickel. And that is really, that was a profound thing that he said. And I've always just looked at that, like, like the doctors at UCLA, boy, they have science to back up, you know, two acid blockers and two asthma drugs and two inhalers of, boy, this is the latest science, but holy smokes, guys, you are so off in left field, you don't have a clue of what you're doing. And you are actually hurting this guy. And yeah. that's not good medicine and it's not good science. And the more you can bring it back, you know, to what, you know, basic living, basic food, you can, you, you can really help people. And otherwise you're, you're not really helping them. You're, you're hurting. Them. No, you know, I've made a living like you off largely medical failures and health riddles that nobody can figure out. But my philosophy, and I tell all my students, we don't treat the disease that has the person. We coach the person that has acquired the disease. Yeah. And the principle is you don't, you can't expect a body to heal until you give it the resources that it needs to heal. But the body does not want to be sick and it's wickedly intelligent, but it needs the resources in order to use its intelligence to keep you healthy. And it just to the to this day, I I you know thirty seven years in this field, and I still you know, Donald Trump gave a two a two trillion dollar stimulus package, and the first reaction I had to that was, what would happen if that two trillion dollars was invested in real health education? We would change the entire world in the span of about three months. The medical system would go broke. Yeah, because it because they wouldn't be selling all these drugs, and they'd have to reinvent themselves and practice real medicine. But when you when when your own government is playing games that are that dangerous, you know you're you're very deep down a, a dark rabbit hole, which really le leads me. What I tell people is, look, we have to go back to the more ancient system of bartering. We've got to raise our own food. We've got to generate our own power we've got to use small community networks just like the amish we can have our advanced technologies but we got to use the tools to help us not to destroy us a phone is a tool a television is a tool the same things that are destroying us if used intelligently can help us amen I don't know if you're familiar with Aaron Fried Pfeiffer, but he was considered to be the first real biochemist in the in the United States. He was trained by Rudolf Steiner, and he came over here. He actually funded his research from his own organic farm. And uh, 
in his lectures, which I have, and I've got audios of a lot of his lectures, but all the way back in about 1957, he f- showed that most people were enzyme deficient by the age of 32. And he analyzed the livers of thousands of people. And he showed that by about 30 to 35 years of age, their livers looked like 70 year olds. And this is in 1957. Um, I'm wondering if you can share what enzymes are, why they're so essential, uh, and what diet and lifestyle factors enhance our availability to produce and acquire enzymes that we need uh, so that we don't fall into the problems. Because I personally, my work has shown me that Enzyme deficiency is one of the major problems in people's poor health. And, and I'm sure you know, of course, from eating cooked, pasteurized, dead foods is a, is a, a real problem. But uh, what are your thoughts on the importance of enzymes and what people can do to get good enzymes in their life? And uh, what enzymes are? Yeah, so enzymes have several functions. Enzymes are proteins. Yeah. And enzymes can, they, they accelerate or they facilitate chemical reactions. So let's say you had like the room you're in right now. It looks like a big room. And you wanted to get two things to combine together. But they both had the space of the room to float around. The chances of them meeting and coming together would be very random and haphazard. And if you wanted you know, you, you wanted a, 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 an oxygen plus a carbon, the chances of those things floating around and meeting would be very low. Mm-hmm. But if you had something that would attract oxygens and attract carbons and put them in proximity, then they could meet. So you could suck them into the same place near each other and the chemical reaction could occur. So that would be the function of an enzyme that, say, takes one amino acid and puts it with another one and puts it with another one so that you could create a protein. Yes. Enzymes also can do the opposite function. If you have things that are joined, like a starch, like a long-term, like a long sugar, uh, mm-hmm. you know, like glucose is all in a row, mannitol or one of these things, and it's too big for it to get into the body. You could have an enzyme that would chop the glucose bonds and you get separate glucoses where then that sugar could be absorbed into the bodies from a potato or some rice or some squash or green bean, whatever, and then you could absorb it. So enzymes do those kinds of things. They're made, they are proteins. They are protein molecules. So it means that they're made out of amino acids. Amino acids are, there's about 22 of them that are used in the body. We get them from the proteins that we eat and our body uses those amino acids to manufacture. We measure levels of digestive enzymes in people that we see. And I find that almost all people are deficient in the key enzyme that's needed to digest proteins. So if they eat meat or fish or eggs, desirable proteins, and their level of chymotrypsin, which is an enzyme which is supposed to, is is important in protein digestion, 
when we measure the levels, it's very low. It ought to be like 35, 40 on the test that we do. And a lot of people are 10 or two or five. It's too low, which means they're not going to be able to digest their proteins, which means that those proteins digested would then be able to make more chymotrypsin or grow more hair or produce enzymes that have to do with energy or enzymes that have to do with detoxification. Yeah. And, and you get into a vicious cycle where you don't have the raw materials and then you don't have the things to break down the raw materials and then you're sort of stuck. So yeah. we, um, one of the things that I found is that you could supplement people with amino acids. And if you supplemented them with the right amino acids, their ability to make proteins went up. Now, the average body has about 50,000 different proteins in it. Like, it's complex. No question. Some proteins are, are, are very small. Like, they maybe only have three amino acids. Like, glutathione is, mm -hmm. uh, it, you could consider it a protein. It's, it's really proteins start at 30 amino acids, but you could call it like a very short protein. And it's three amino acids. And if, and if you, if you don't have those amino acids, you're not making glutathione, then you don't detoxify. That's a simple one. Some uh, structures in our body, like skeletal muscle. So the major protein in skeletal muscle is called actin. Mm -hmm. In one muscle fiber, there are 5,600 amino acids. Wow, that's a lot. That is a lot. Now, that's got to all be assembled. And it's yeah. got to assume that you got those amino acids coming in from your diet because that's where they come from so that you yeah. can make muscle. Now, that's only one of 50,000 different proteins. So people generally, what we find is when we measure their serum amino acids, they're low. They're low because they're not digesting the proteins or they're vegetarians and they're not getting enough proteins. But right. you can help people because if you supplement them with amino acids, you can get extra in. You can sort of bypass their bad GI tract and their lack of enzymes. And then they can start to replenish their own supply, make the enzymes they need to digest food, make energy detoxify, make neurotransmitters. So, uh, and you get a whole upgrade on the body. Right. So this book I wrote called the search for the perfect protein was to try to answer this question. Like what yes. could you do? Cause if you, if you're deficient in amino acids, your body is going to underperform in virtually every way that it's, you know, in, in virtually any way that, and, and, you know, depending on the person, it might be depression because they don't have serotonin, which is, which is based on an amino acid or they right. don't have dopamine. They don't have any drive. They just want to sit on the couch all day. They don't have, you know, they, they, they take cocaine so they can get up, you know, yeah. but really they need tyrosine. They need epinephrine. They need norepinephrine. These are amino acid based things. So yes. um, the guy doesn't detoxify, you know, I, it, it, he's, he's full of toxins because his body gets them in and it can't get them out. It's based on amino acids, which, which then, get created into enzymes, which then make his system function better. Yeah. You know, you and I, I think, would both admit that the human body is an unbelievable marvel. The fact that we have reached this far into such poor health practices and people can even function is just a miracle. Yeah. I mean, its capacity to endure torture is obviously the process of a very long evolutionary process, but it's also amazing how 
just since the Industrial Revolution, we've pretty much done our very best to destroy 4.9 billion years of evolution in the name of science, which is just unbelievable. And, I, I you know, people think I, I'm anti-science. I love science. I have a library full of it. But I tell people, if you want to see real science, start looking at research papers from about 1950 and earlier, because then scientists were in pursuit of the truth, not governed by whether or not they were going to get paid to, to give a result, whether it was true or not. Right. And, and I think that's important. You know, the, the other question that come into my mind is, how much glyphosate do you think is coming through the animals that are eating all the crops that they've been eating? with corn and, and grains that are all heavily laden with glyphosate is what's the research show about getting glyphosate transfer from, from commercially farmed animals? Oh, it's huge. It's huge. Yeah. You know, it's not just what you eat. It's what the animal that you ate ate. And they're, yeah, feeding, them, you know, they're, they're feeding them soybeans and corn, all GMO. And yeah. so those meats don't even look like meat. I mean, there's no. no omega-3 fats in those meats because when they, when they eat grass, they make omega-3. And there's, there's yeah. as much omega-3 in a cow that's eating grass as there is in a fish. So it's all omega-6. The oils are, that you eat from there are all pro-inflammatory. The meats are full of glyphosate. It's, it's poison. You know, if you, if you venture to a fast food place, what you're eating is poison. It isn't even food. And definitely no. food is something that your body can turn into its own structure. Or it can use for fuel, and probably yeah. some of this food that can use for fuel, but it shouldn't be considered food. It's it's yes, it's it's it's, it's poison. It's it's just it's, it's it's terrible. Yeah, you know, I I encourage people to eat as much organic raw food as they can, vegetables in particular, because of the high enzyme content. And I tell people, do not consume pasteurized anything, because by definition, something's only pasteurized when there's no enzyme activity. So you're eating dead foods that don't have the enzymes to break the food down. Most, I know you know this, but I'm saying it for the audience. Most people don't realize that what causes a food to rot is the enzymes in it. So they actually, the enzymes are there to help decay the food and bring it back in to release the nutrients into the soil to feed the microorganisms. So if we keep eating too much cooked food, even if it's organic food, you're still killing all the enzymes. So if people aren't getting enough organic sourced raw foods, they become quickly enzyme deficient. And, you know, as you know, every biochemical reaction in your body is enzyme dependent. So if you're enzyme deficient, you pretty much set yourself up for a chain reaction that leads to a slow death and sometimes a faster death. And, and I know you created the perfect amino supplement and, you know, I, you and I have talked about it and you put a lot of research into it. What's the reason that you created the supplement and what is the main um, offering that people can expect by using your perfect aminos? Well, like, you know, I, I did metal free because my wife needed help. <laughs> I did perfect amino because I needed help. Oh, okay, good. So it's all in the family. It's all in the family. You know, I'm trying to solve my own problems. And <laughs> and and if I couldn't find that someone else had solved it, then I I sort of go after it myself. So I I had I was tra I was training for an Ironman and I was a vegetarian and I thought that was, you know, I was eating good foods, but I I I uh 
I, I was misdirected. Anyway, um, actually, I had, I had, uh, when I was 12 or 13 years old, I was a Boy Scout and I grew up in Madison, Wisconsin and the Oscar Meyer Meatpacking Company's main headquarters was in Madison, Wisconsin. And they took us as Boy Scouts to tour the facility and we saw the slaughterhouse and I decided I'm going to become a vegetarian because it looks so terrible to me. Anyway, yeah. so I'm a vegetarian and I'm, tr I'm doing a lot of physical training, you know, 15, 20 hours a week. And, um, I injured a hamstring and I could not get it to heal. I mean, I, I, and I had access to anything, you know, any sort of massage or chiropractic or heat or cold or injectables yeah. or, you know, you know, supplements. I did everything. It was not stably healed and I would try to run. And if I pushed it a little bit, I could feel I was going to tear the darn thing. And I started experimenting with amino acids and I, I, um, I came across this, uh, a mixture, which was very unique. And I started taking it and in about six weeks, my hamstring healed. And, um, that mixture is the product that we call perfect amino. And, uh, so I, I started using it in the clinic. I started actually analyzing amino acid levels in patients in the clinic. So I added to my test battery serum amino acid panels. And I found that virtually everybody was deficient. All the sick people were really deficient. And then I was working with some very high-end pro cyclists and triathletes and football players. And I found that they were deficient too. And I started giving them this mixture called Perfect Amino. And what I found, or what they told me was, holy cow, this stuff is like amazing. Like mm -hmm. I'm healing faster. I'm recovering faster. Uh, on the strength athletes, like I'm my, like my strength, my, my power is going up. And, uh, so I found myself in my hamstring healed. I had my best Ironman and I wrote an article in triathlete magazine about my experience. And I wasn't really prepared to manufacture this stuff, but, um, I got 3000 calls from people who had read triathlete magazine saying they wanted some of this stuff. And so we, we started manufacturing the product and um, there are thousands and thousands and thousands of people who have used it and had success with it. And it's everything from menopausal women uh, to very young children who or even autistic children who won't eat proteins um, to old people who are bordering on dementia or they're so weak that they can't get out of a chair. You start giving them perfect amino, you will see their strength increase and their brain function increase. Uh, so I'm, you know, I, I've used it in many thousands of people. I haven't missed a dose in probably 10 years. And, um, it really is a, it's a remarkable product in today's world. I mean, my ideal scene was you could eat real food and get everything you need, but honestly, right. in today's world, you can't. And if you want to be as good as you can get in the toxic world we're in, and be able to have fun and do the things that you like, then there's some things that the body needs extra. And what I find is that uh, essential amino acids, like perfect amino, it's eight essential amino acids, that it's, um, it's the real deal and it really works. And very, very few people have any sort of reaction or problem to it. And it doesn't interact with any, any medication. So lots of people now are on medications and they're wondering, like, can I take it with my blah, 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 whatever it is, my blood pressure medicine, my heart medicine, my antidepressant. And the answer is you can take it. It's, there's been really no, no drug interaction. So it's very safe to take. And then you can't really overdose on it. I just ask people to take enough. I mean, your average yeah. person, 10 tablets or two scoops, it comes as a powder, uh, also. 
uh, every day. And if you're working out hard, you may need a second dose. I, I'm, I, there's a strength coach in Miami who was having his athletes take a hundred grams a day of whey protein to try to be able to keep them anabolic. And all That's they not did a was, good idea. no, it's terrible. They had bloating and gas and, oh, hell you know, yeah. terrible. So I said, so he called me and I said, look, just give them 10 tablets twice a day, knock off all the whey protein. They won't have any stomach problems with this. And you will see gains in fitness and strength. And he called me back a month later and he said, I can't believe this stuff. My athletes are loving it. We're seeing real gains and, um, and it really works. And I've seen that across the board with both athletes and uh, all kinds of people, you know, people who are sick. I mean, most of my clients and most of my patients in my officers, they're sick people. You know, I yeah, can take course, a yeah. cancer patient. The death knell for a cancer patient is that their serum, their total serum protein goes below normal. So if they get below 6, 5.5 of their total serum protein, if you can't get that up, they're going to die. Yeah. And we have found that if we give them 20 or 30 grams of amino acids, a perfect amino, we can make them anabolic. Like their yeah. serum proteins will start to go up. And that means that their immune system is going to go up. They're going to gain yeah. some lean body mass. Hemoglobin, yeah. which is the main protein in red blood cells, you know, they're all anemic. Yeah. And, you know, you talk to the doctors, well, I don't know why they're anemic. You know, their B12 is okay and their iron level is okay and their folic acid is okay and their B6 is okay. You know, all these things that are, that are needed to build blood, but nobody's looking at amino acids. So give them amino acids. And I've had people that came in with a hemoglobin of 5.5 and in four months, they're 11. Like they will build blood. They can build lean body mass. They can build their whole immune systems made out of proteins. It's amino acids. So you can really, you can really help people from the inside rebuild the structure of their body. That's amazing. You know, one of, one of the things I think is real relevant to your, your sharing on this issue here is that in my functional medicine testing experience, I found almost everybody was low on hydrochloric acid. They don't, they can't produce enough hydrochloric acid, which as you know, is the key thing we need to break proteins apart to bring them into the small intestine so they can be absorbed. Yeah. And then you couple that with low enzyme activity, as we've discussed, and then you couple that with all the toxins in the meats. My, my sense is that a lot of people just because of all the factors we've been discussing from the whole beginning of the podcast to now with heavy metal toxicity, with chemical toxicity, with uh, poor diet and lifestyle, with lack of enzymes, you know, electromagnetic stress, uh, you know, the, the stress of the world. Uh, and then you, you know, you get people with their adrenal systems are just worked to the max. So that's causing them more stress. But it seems to me that, um, one of the important reasons to have a product like yours is because I'm sure that your, your, uh, supplement is much, much more bioavailable and doesn't take near as much effort for the body to absorb as if they're eating chicken or meat or even plant sourced. Because well, Exactly. And that's half the idea that this is, these are, these are L form amino acids. So it's the, the amino acids come right and left configuration and the, the, the right configuration we can't take. So we can only take left. So we manufacture it as the left configuration. So it's a hundred percent bioavailable. They're already digested. 
So you don't need stomach acid and you don't need pepsin and you don't need chymotrypsin and trypsin. You don't need these various enzymes to break it down. We show that if you take them on an empty stomach with a water or a sports drink or a juice, um, that within 23 minutes, they're in the bloodstream. And you yeah, can measure the levels of amino acids in the bloodstream. And the other yeah. very interesting thing is this does not trigger insulin. So the people yeah. who are diabetic or they're trying to be in keto, you will not, this will not take you out of ketosis. If you take whey protein, it'll kick you right out of ketosis. If you take collagen, mm -hmm. it'll kick you out of ketosis because they, they're, the, they, they stimulate insulin. This does not stimulate insulin. And mm. the other part about this, which is very interesting is, you know, if you read nutritional textbooks, they will tell you that there's nine or 10 essential amino acids, but it isn't really true because we did experiments and we showed that if you take the eight essentials that are in perfect amino and you measure the blood levels of the two other amino acids, which are considered essential, that's histidine and arginine, that within a half an hour, the levels in the blood of histidine and arginine go up. We didn't give them, the body made them out of the eight essentials. So yes. that is a complete protein that is you know, three times better in terms of what it can do in the body than meat or fish and like six times better than soybeans or dairy or whey um, because it's, it's, it's exactly the formulation that the body needs to absorb it and then make proteins. Yes. And most whey proteins are toxic, cheap. They're not organic. Um, whey, whey, most people don't know. Whey is a very volatile substance. It has to be stabilized and it doesn't, it can't last very long once it comes out of the cow. I've researched it quite a bit. So I tell people all the time, you know, one, you're eating something that doesn't have any enzymes in it. Two, it's dead. Three, it's from sick animals. And four, if you want real whey protein, you're going to have to pay for it. I, I found a guy years ago that that used uh, organic sourced whey protein and he, he would look at people's blood and he would custom design a protein, a whey, a, a organic whey protein for them, but it was $89 per pint. And so, you know, the point I'm making is that really good food, especially, you know, designed by someone like a, a, a scientist that knows how to customize proteins and things for, for sick people is expensive and and uh it's just good to know that you're able to produce a product at a reasonable price that's bioavailable that's not toxic that can help a person because like you said if if you're in too catabolic a state and and for people that don't know what that word means it means tissue destructive and anabolic means tissue restorative or rebuilding um, when people are so catabolic like that, their their bodies just get more acidic and more acidic, and then they're susceptible to parasite infections, fungal infections. And you know, once you start getting a fungal infection in the body, the, the fungal mycotoxins downregulate your immune system, so it can't defend itself anymore. And you're just basically on a, a you know, you might as well just go ahead and choose your gravestone because it's coming. Right. Right. What a what a what a what a uh, fantastic discussion! And uh, where where just give us your website again, where people can find all these products. So the product website is bodyhealth.com, b o d y h e l t h one word dot com. There's tons of information there on our products. There's hundreds of videos on there, so. 
people can get the information. We have an, an amazing staff of people so that um, I have five people that just answer questions all day long from people that call in and we get comments like nobody take, you know, nobody takes care of customers like you do. So if you want information or you have questions, you, you can either call the body health office or you can, you can send, um, we're on all the, all the message, you know, all the social media stuff and you can get things answered. We also have a special group. It's a perfect amino group. And there's a few thousand people on there that are all sort of people who are very interested in nutrition. They ask great questions and it's a, it's a tremendous discussion group. It's also sort of a research group that we throw new things into. And so if you like to experiment with new products that are coming out, we have some fun things that we experiment with. My practice is called LifeWorks Wellness Center. It's L-I-F-E-W-O-R-K-S, wellnesscenter.com. Uh, um, we're in Clearwater, Florida. Um, about three quarters of the patients that we see come from out of town. Um, mostly we're seeing people who have chronic medical problems that have not been resolved through normal, you know, modern medicine. Many of our patients have also been to people who do functional medicine, but we have a center here with pretty much anything legal that's doable. And we have a, a, a large array of different kinds of technologies to figure out what's actually wrong with the person and help restore them to their good health. And it's, um, it's it's a busy place and it's uh, it's great. We help a lot of people. About eighty five percent of the of all the the people that sort of wash up on our shore go home really restored and in good health. So um, and the average person that we see has seen thirteen doctors. So yeah, uh, we're we're we do a good job. Yes, well, you know, I think anyone listening knows that you're coming from a place of an honest interest in not only helping people but as an athlete. You have to really stay on top of your own health, and it's pretty hard to be a, a healthy doctor that's not interested in having healthy patients because it would be, uh, it would be a moral crisis you'd have to deal with. It'd probably lead to addiction. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. My my guide is: Can I sleep at night? You know, at, look over at the end of my day. Can I go to sleep at night feeling like I did the best I could? And most nights that works out. So I'm I'm in this for the for the help factor and help to me helping others is really that, that that's what's what I'm here for. Yeah. I'm, I'm grateful. Very, very grateful for your work and your commitment and your, your love of human beings and the planet. And uh, you know, if, if you have a, if you can encapsulate, this is a very big question, but if you, if you want to take a stab at an encapsulation, you know, you're, you're in your seventies. You've lived a lot of life. You've watched the world change a lot. I mean, I'm, I'll be 60 this summer and I've seen it change a lot in my lifetime and you got 12 years on me. So my question is, what do you think we need to do? If you, if you could become the president of the United States and have complete control, what, what do you think's the solution that we've got to, we've got to get on too fast before we just get too far down the, 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 the rabbit hole and we're off the other side of the gangplank. I think that, you know, this is interesting because in the, in the sixties, the world health organization had a group underneath, which was called the world federation of mental health. And the guy who was the director of it, his name was Brock Chisholm. He's a psychiatrist. And he was part of the 
original eugenist crowd. And they believed that there were superior people in a superior race and that you could, you could breed it and that people who were inferior should be gotten rid of. Mm-hmm. Hitler-like. And Hitler. It was Hitler. It's Hitler and it's Mussolini and it's the, this nut that's over in China now. It's these, you know, these, these megalomaniacs. And, um, he designed, think, so, huh? <laughs> I, was just gonna say, I think they've hired Bill Gates to clean, clean house. <laughs> well, yeah, he's one of their agents. So the, so what their protocol was that if they could take over the society, the way that they could accomplish this was to break up family units, mm-hmm. to infiltrate religious institutions and make them sort of null and void. So break yeah. the moral code yep. that was the bond between men, the agreement yep. between men. So you break the family and you break the codes that men live by if they're going to get along with each other. And you get rid of religion and you infiltrate the schools so that you put you can you control the education such that you get agreement from children that morals aren't important and that families aren't important. And if you look to what we've got now, what you find is that school systems that don't educate, that yep. the moral code of the society is broken, the Ten Commandments yep. and the Pledge of Allegiance and the Constitution of the United States are now like uh, and the, the history of this country and the miracle things that it's done are all being dismantled. And yep. boys aren't boys anymore. Girls nope. aren't girls anymore. Marriages aren't husbands and wives. This whole thing has gotten so convoluted that nobody knows anything anymore. And the stable datums in society, like just Ten Commandments, who, you know, there is a handful of people who have been trying to hold on to this because this has been the survival of the species. I don't care. It doesn't even have to be. It could be Hammurabi's code, you know, back in Mesopotamia 3,000 years ago. Yeah. There were codes that men agreed to that allowed people to live socially together. And the people that didn't live that way were got were made outcast or they were punished or something because it just didn't work. And now... Right. There's no justice. There's no decent legal system. No. It's ridiculous. It's it's just it's so convoluted that nobody knows what they're doing or what what they're doing. And and so what's replaced it is television and drugs and immorality. Yeah. And and you can't be happy with that. You can't be. It's impossible. No. You know, cocaine won't make you happy and marijuana won't make you happy and it won't make no. you healthy and fast food won't grow you a good body. You know, if you, mm-hmm. if you, you know, set up a garden in your yard and you start doing, you know, like we talked about or partner with people and start treating your body right and put morals back into your family, into your relationships and exchange back in, you know, you know, in the old days, I gave you something of value in exchange for something that you gave me of value. Yes. And I would make the deal if I was happy with it. And so would you. 
And yeah. now there's so much sort of shystering going on. Always. It's crazy. That the exchange is criminal exchange most of the time. I get yeah. something from you, but I didn't give you anything back or vice versa. Yeah. And that doesn't work. So, you know, one of the models of our practice, and, you know, the, and if we take this back to medicine for a second, part of the problem with modern medicine is that, you know, the family doctor, I remember when I was a kid and I had strep throat and the doctor would come to my house and he'd give me a shot of penicillin and my parents would pay him. And it was a direct relationship between the provider and the consumer. And now the doctor, by and large, is separated from the consumer. There's an insurance yeah. company in the middle and the doctor's told he can do this and he can't do that. And now, you know, he feels like his value is a certain amount and the insurance company or the government or Medicare is saying, oh, no, your value is this. So yeah. now the fun of it and the exchange of it for the doctor goes out. So now you got unhappy, disgruntled doctors, which is how most doctors are. And they don't like it. And they no. hate it and they don't want to get up at night and go do it because they don't get rewarded for what they did. You know, they got $150,000 of loans from going to medical school and they're trying to live and they can't do it. And one of the beauties of our practice is it's a cash-based practice. We don't do insurance. I right. know that when that person's sitting across from me and they're going to pay me my fee, that it is very important to me that when they leave, I exchange with them enough that they got their money's worth. They are happy with it and they yeah. got satisfaction from it. And I know that's what happens with your guys. Yeah. You exchange with them actually in abundance. You over exchange with them, which never makes anyone unhappy. It's only right. when it's the other way. And so yeah. I think that's where the society has gone to the dregs and that we have to through the way we live and and the way we treat people, that we have to bring people back up to this where they um, they, they can live this way. And then we got a chance. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, otherwise we're, we're toast. But do you think the, the people that are behind all this shit are even going to allow that to happen without oh, they a don't, real no, 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 no. The program starting in 1964 was to do what they got now. This is, they're happy with this. Yeah. You know, we have a What's pan their end game? What's the end game for them, though? What, what, what in the hell are they trying to accomplish with that? I, I think part of it's eugenics. They feel there's 7 billion people on the planet. They'd like there to be three. If they can knock off with pandemics and various treatments for pandemics, 4 billion people, I think that's what they want. And I think that if they can get people into a slave state, that's what they want. And I think if you just look around, that's what's happening. Oh yeah, sure. So it's it's a it's a very 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 strange and interesting environment, and it's it's interesting to see how it's creating a divide between the people that are health conscious and aware of what's being done in front of them, and those that are completely and utterly falling for it, hook, line, and sinker. You know, it's just like, well, they how, this, do you, how do you, yeah, you know, they're brainwashed. Well, they have a tool. They have a tool mm -hmm. and the tool's fear. You know, yeah. they went to, they went back after Hitler, after the Nuremberg, and they, they interviewed some of these high Nazis. And they said, how could you get, you know, 40 million or however many people there were in Germany and their allied countries? How did you get these people to buy this idea? And they said, very simple. 
you make them afraid. And when yeah. they're afraid, they'll do what you want. And you look around the country now and you see people outside walking around with masks on, double masks on. They are yeah. afraid. They Even are afraid. hazmat suits. Hazmat suits. They're afraid. It's tragedy. Yeah. But they're afraid. And when people are afraid, they will do what they're told. Yes, yeah, classic brainwashing. I've studied it. They use it in the military. I was a soldier. I went through their brainwashing program. Yeah. The problem that the problem they had with me is my dad was way tougher than anything they could throw at me. So I'm like, this is just a stupid fucking game. And I can't wait to get the hell out of here because I don't like being told what to do by people that are less intelligent than I am. I'll X fact when I, you know, fortunately for me, I became the trainer of the army boxing team, which really kicked off my career. Um, because my plan going into the military was if I don't enjoy what I'm doing, I'll just fight my way onto the boxing team because I trusted my boxing skills. And sure enough, I did. But then they said, oh, we don't want you to leave. We want, want you to stay and keep training us because we're getting just amazing results with everything you're doing. You know, and I basically converted them to all the things I'm, that I teach. Right. Right. And so I looked at, at my head coach and I said, Three years from now, I will be making general's wages. Why the hell should I stay here for an extra $1,200 a month? Because you're going to promote me. Right. And, and, and I'll be sitting here working on the boxing team, making peanuts right. to make great athletes. If I do exactly what I'm doing for you guys out there, I can make a good living. And I, 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 three years to the day from the day I left the army in October uh, 1986, I was making a hundred and one, I made the $101,000 that year. And a one-star general was making 90,000 a year at that time. So the next time I talked to the head coach, I said, remember what I told you? Yeah. I would be making general's wages in three years. Yeah. I, the general makes 90,000. I made 101,000 last year. And imagine if I was still there and I would re-up for another three years, I'd just be barely able to survive working my ass off for nothing. Right. Well, you've had an amazing impact on the world and it's good you did what you did. Yeah. Well, you know, and you too. My last question is if you had a final message because you knew you were going to leave the planet soon, what would your message to everybody be? from you? Um, I think there's a couple of them. One is uh, there's no such thing in life as a free lunch. Yeah. Like you got to work for what you want and nobody's going to give it to you. And there is a, there is a value in hard work because it's what I think it's what we're all about. There's satisfaction yeah. in it. Yeah. Um, I think the second thing is that these core values that we all grew up with or that I grew up with, you know, it's not so much true now, but, you know, love your neighbor as yourself and, yes, you know, just do unto others, do unto others. You know, there's so that, that thing can be done sort of two ways. You know, it's, it's, it's do unto others as you want them to do unto you, but it's also the reverse. And I think that, that it's, that's really important and that, you know, anybody that's does something criminal would for sure not want that to be done to them. Right. And that, you know, you just ask yourself, you know, can I treat people as I'd want to be treated? If I can do that, 
we can have, you know, we can have relationships and we can have love and we can have satisfaction. And, you know, I always think, um, you know, you're sitting on your rocking chair and you, you know, the, it's five minutes to 12 and a 12 year time here's up, you know, what are the regrettable things or what are the things that you could now put in motion so that you didn't have the regrettable things? And I think those sort of encapsulated, I worked hard. I helped as many people as I could and that there's, um, you know, I accomplished my goals in that. And that when I'm gone, that people were glad that I was here because I did what I did. And then yeah, that, amen. Would, that would be a satisfying life. Uh, yes. So I guess that's my final message. Well, I think it's fantastic. I, I agree. You know, my, my goal for my life and my goal every day is just to leave the world a little better than how I found it. And I can't, I can't take responsibility, nor can you for what other people do but I can take responsibility for what I put into the world. And that's all any of us can do. And, you know, if I died tomorrow, I, I, I feel good about what I did. I couldn't work any harder without destroying myself. I mean, I already pushed myself so hard by the time I hit 50, I just went into a hell of a midlife crisis because I, I tried so hard to help people. I just, I burned myself completely out. And it took me three years of no more traveling and it almost wiped the Institute out because I just back, that was before podcasts and a lot of internet stuff. So I had to get on airplanes to travel all over the place. I, Penny and I lived on airplanes for 25 years, making it around the globe twice a year, doing hundreds of lectures and just nonstop everywhere. And I just reached the point where I like, okay, I've, I've got to take care of myself. But once I started podcasting, it was just like a miracle because now I could reach these people without having to travel and I can eat good food and sleep in my own bed. So, you know, I've always told people the same technology they're using to destroy us, we can use to help each other and we can use it to save the planet. And it's just a matter of let not letting the tools use you. We've got to use the tools. You know, the electronic technologies today are very much like a human mind. A mind makes a better tool than a master. And we've got to all work together to use our minds effectively and use our tools effectively, or we unconsciously find ourselves drowning in the sea of somebody's very careful design. Right. Absolutely. Dr. Minkoff, you're a superstar. Well, it takes one to know one. So thank you. Ah, man, what a great interview. And um, so I'm just so... Uh, happy that you live the way you live and that you have so much wisdom to share and that you could be part of the podcast. And I'm sure my listeners are all very grateful for you as well. Um, if there's any kind of specials that you wanted to offer listeners, you can give those to us and Penny will put them in at the end of the show. Awesome. And uh, we'll inspire people to come to your website and try to do their best to see if they can catch up to you in a triathlon. Okay, I'll be at Chattanooga on September 6th, and I'm, I'm taking all comers. Right on, baby. So you got till September to get your shit together, because Dr. Dr. Minkoff, he's our local wise man. He's a fit one, so if you're 20 and you can't beat him, it means you're eating junk food and you're not listening to my podcast. So get your shit together, and let's get rocking. Absolutely. All right, Dr. Minkoff, lots of love. and. uh I'll send you that slideshow about Margaret Newman and tell your wife I send my love and gratitude for taking
taking care of you and supporting you. I thank you very much and love back to you. Thank you, buddy. Okay. Aho. Bye. Thank you for listening to Living 4D with Paul Check and today's guest, Dr. David Minkoff. You can find Dr. Minkoff on Facebook and Instagram at Body Health Optimized or visit his website to find all his amazing products and formulas, including Metal Free at tiny.cc forward slash metal free. That's T-I-N-Y dot C-C forward slash metal free. Follow Paul on Instagram at paul.check or on Twitter at paulcheck or on his YouTube podcast channel, youtube.com forward slash living 4D with Paul Check. Watch more on Paul's blog at paulchecksblog.com and get your free subscription to check videos and more at the Czech Institute's new media site, chikiva.com. 